Hey, it's Fred Van Lente, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. I'm energized, and I shouldn't be. Why not? Well, because I just drove for four and a half hours. Yeah, but we got, it's Wednesday night, you're talking to your boys, and we got Gil with us. That's it's, exactly it's a why he's going to be energized. You yeah, just ruined it. You ruined it, but that's okay. And <laughs> No, they're listening to the music. Oh, yeah. that's true. We're going in hot yeah. Yeah, and strong. Yeah. How was Fox How was, uh, was nice. We spent most of the time in Mystic and... Um, oh, Mystic Seaport? Yeah, New London. Oh, I love Mystic, dude. They got yeah. mad whale stuff there. I'm telling you, the Mystic Pizza was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it was pretty. Oh. It was better than a movie pizza should have been. Okay. And I realized that the pizza came before the movie, but okay. it was it was pretty damn good. You go in there and it's Julia Roberts everywhere. I'm oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Julia Roberts lied to you about pizza's terrible. Man. It's it's not bad. It's not as good as Scranton pizza. Cool. Shout out to shout out to Annabeth Gish, MVP of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You just love me for my dick. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Nice and chill. I was hoping it would be. Yes, sir. One more day of work before my spring break. Hey. Unfortunately, I got to go to work tomorrow. Heading down to Trump land now. Where's that? Hell? You going to hell? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Ilyana Ilyana is sending me down to you. She's sending me to limbo. Nice. (laughs) Now we're going down to D.C. Oh, me too. Get out of here. I'm going to AwesomeCon. You know what, dude? I forgot AwesomeCon. We're going uh, We're going Monday. So oh, I'll miss you guys. Oh, yeah, we'll cool. you. Okay. oh, that's cool. I forgot about that. Yeah, I got a lovely 7 a.m., 7.30 Penn Station train tomorrow morning. Good Lord. Are, are you uh, – so who's all going from the crew? Uh, wait, well, now people are like, who is this guy talking? Um, talking. Uh, we're – we're going to, uh, it's me, Daryl, New Mutants, uh, JK, uh, me and Dean are uh, crashing in Tom's house, uh, so we're going to be on our best behavior. Nice. Uh, yeah, he, he's told his neighbors that, you know, two brown men will be walking around the neighborhood <laughs> in all states of inebriation mm-hmm. at all types of hours, so they have been, they have been known, uh, so, you know, much like the, uh, you got to tell your neighbors if a pedophile comes in, they always, he always does that, so we'll be good, and, uh, JK will be there. Uh, so we're going to run deep, the Taylor Network, that is, and uh, awesome con. So if you see us, uh, say hello. Pleasure to meet you. That's great. And you'll actually find out who was doing that talking in two seconds. Momentarily, yeah. Because this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 531, and I'm Vince B. Ooh, you are Vince B. I'm so glad you're back. And I'm David A. Price. Indeed you are, and I am Guido Cas- Carasola. <laughs> what? Come on, y'all. You are not Guido. guy. I was going to say it. You just oh, jumped right in. Oh, well, that's on. true. You, do, you don't have no soul, so that's, that's apt. Wow. <laughs> and, and you're I'm not. deleting every nice thing I was about to say about you. Shotgun blast. Wow. By the way, he has his soul back, bitch. Oh, that's true. your continuity. That's true. No, you're not a Ranzarox clone. You are Jason Wood, everybody. You do know that Strongman is 
severely patterned after Ranzarox, right? Yeah, dude, but who cares? <laughs> sometimes, the, sometimes the second verse is better than the first. Hey. Oh, wow. Hey. Only if it's the Ramones. And we do have a guest this week. Who it is, Jason? Tell him. Who it is. Well, you already heard the man talking, so some of you may know. Uh, I gave a hint last week when we were prefacing that uh, this would be, the, our guest would be the, the, the one guest that we've ever had where, where Raph Sands would actually listen to the episode. <laughs> uh, this is a man who has been our good friend for many years. He is a fellow podcaster. He is one of the, uh, the, the gentlemen who hold it down on what I often say is my favorite comic book podcast. No apologies. He's also a man of, uh, of other appearances, which we can speak on later. But um, he's probably uh, the, the most famous toy collector among us. <laughs> and uh, I think it's safe to say he's also the blackest man ever to regularly attend Central Ohio family reunions. Yes, Iowa. Is, of course. <laughs> oh, Iowa. There you go. Even better. Even wider. It is, of course, Mr. Gil Cologne. Hey, welcome. I am What's very that? sorry. I'm very sorry, uh, my Patreon listeners. If I could give the money back for this episode, I would. <laughs> but I but I ain't got it, and you ain't getting it. So you stuck with me for the better part of two hours. Nice. You know who so does sorry, have? Right off the. Yeah. You know who does have all that money though? Who that? Discount Comic Book Service. Yes, they do. DCBService.com. One more time for the people who weren't paying attention. DCBService.com can get you all the funny books you would ever want for a fraction of the cover price. Now, we're in limbo. The new list is not up. Previews came out last week. Correct? Yes. Yes. It's the 28th of this week, right? This week. Yeah, but the previews is, is out there. The solicitations gotcha. have been online for over a week, but yes, we'll get the hard copy of previews today. Right, but I do believe the digital's floating around there mm-hmm. in various places. Um, but so the list of specials is not up, but rest assured, once they are, the discounts will be deep and plentiful. If you ordered last month, you knew that you was going to get Amazing Spider-Man number 800 for a lousy four ninety nine. That's 50% off the cover price. This DC Nation number zero, which is kind of shrouded in mystery, but we do know who's attached to it. Brian Michael Bendis, Superman, Tom King, Batman and Catwoman, Joker, uh, the uh, prelude to Justice League No Justice with uh, James Tinian IV and Joshua Williamson. It's only 12 cents. Damn. Twelve Co- damn cents. Cover damn. price. Cover price was a quarter. You're getting it for twelve cents. Quasil. And last but not least, you could have scored Red Sonia slash Tarzan, number one, written <coughs> by some lady named Gail Simone, mm. and the art by Walter Giovanni. This thing was a three ninety nine cover price, but not for you, because you're keeping it tight and right. You are getting it for a dollar ninety nine. DCBService.com does not mind late orders or order editions, and you get your books all shipped right up to your door. Knock, knock, ding, dong. My books are here. That's how. That's how it goes. (laughs) All right, I'm done. Pusher man, done ski. Yeah, not quite done yet. Because what are you drinking? Well, unfortunately, I am going to severely disappoint you. Oh no. Yes. We have a guest. Oh, no. I know. That's all right. Well, you know, I I just got home. Connecticut. No vineyards. No vineyards in Connecticut, I guess. Please tell me it's Peppy Mac. That's all I care about. It is Peppy Mac. Hey! Uh, I would would, uh, accept. But I have to say, 
I yeah, did right, at least Gil's try the Mystic IPA. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. If you like hoppy IPAs, which I do, Jason, you may you probably wouldn't yeah, like it's not it. Not my thing. Super hoppy, super delicious. I had many. Yep. All right. Cool. I just don't have many now. But what are you gonna mm-hmm. do? Damn. Sorry. Hard out here. Pepe Mac. Hard out here for a drinker. What you drinking, Jason? Well, I'm drinking something that, uh, much like Vince's Pepe Mac, um, has been oft heard before on the show. But at least mine is alcoholic. I am drinking Close de los Siete, hey. one of our favorite Argentinian table wines. Alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on. And Gil? Uh, much like the after the end of this podcast, I'll be going down under. Uh, and with that, I am drinking Foster's Lager. Uh, Australia for beer, mates. The big old can. <laughs> so I toast that to you. Sweet. Right on. I'm back at you. Right on, right on. Uh, well, since Jason is bringing an oft-mentioned wine, I will do the same. This is Mato Backbone, their Cabernet Sauvignon from 2013. Excellent. It's a good year. Yeah. It's great vintage. It's a wonderful yeah, vintage. We had a decent president. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> we, at least we had a Going president. In right now. We're yeah. we're in. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. Oh, president likes to get spanked. God damn. So should we should we go into our uh, our, our our hour long uh, dissection of the Roseanne premiere? <laughs> no, because not all of us hey, watched it. I watched it. it. I watched Sorry, it. So three quarters of us watched it. I, I watched I, it. All right. Well, let's see. I, I thought it was horrible. Vince said he liked it. What did you think, Gil? I thought the first episode was very heavy-handed with the political stuff. I could deal yes. with maybe five minutes of that, but to do like a whole – like let, let's be real. Like especially with uh, Roseanne's sister. I forget her name right now. Um, Jackie. 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 Like an amazing actress, award-winning. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and so these lines coming out of her mouth seem wooden. Uh, the, the, the Becky is a horrible actress already. I'm like, oh, I can't take a whole <laughs> season of her. Uh, Darlene is great. Um, she what's is. Her name? She always was. She is amazing. Like that yeah, is agree. a very believable portrayal of a mother who's in that situation, especially from yeah. where she actually is in real life. She's uh, even better in the second episode. Yes, and that's what I was saying. The second episode with the son yep. fucking killed me, man. Me and my lady were watching it, and I was like, oh, that was a really sweet scene. Yep. Uh, especially when she started breaking up with my my lady my, is the great like barometer of what white ladies like. And when I saw her breaking up at that moment, I was like, uh-huh, see? That's all the, 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 that Nielsen's just went up at that moment. Yeah, those tears show. were real. Yeah, that yeah. second That's episode, it. to me, was leaps and bounds over the first one. The first yeah. episode was just grating and annoying. Yeah. I will say one thing, not to spoil it for Dap, but the best addition to this whole new wave of Roseanne is the grandson, Mark. Yes. Yep. He is amazing. He's a great actor. Uh, okay. Very little actor. It, oh, a, oh, Jason! Jason Wood. No, it's a very. He's a very I, important. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for Depp, but I. I felt like. I. I felt like the there was. Much like you thought, the political stuff was heavy handed. I thought that the the. I hope they don't continue every episode with ten minutes of oh my my grandson's gay jokes. No, I don't. but he's not gay. Oh, of course he's, he's gay. He's not gay. He said he's. Uh, he kind of said he. Well, no, he just said he was a boy. He didn't say whether he liked right. girls or not. He's not transgender. He's. he's we don't know boy. yet. We don't know yet. Hmm. He could be like uh, what's his name? Will Smith. She could be like Jaden Smith. Oh good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. Yeah. 
And they say, I have no soul. <laughs> oh. Well, I am a strong guy. He is. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Well, for all of you that did enjoy it, it did 19 million Whew. on the premiere, so it's getting uh, it's going to get renewed for sure. Oh yeah. Now, how many episodes are we getting? Do you nine, know? Nine episodes, but the, there were two. The first solo would be eight, eight yeah. more weeks of it. Yeah. But it's on in two days again, right? Oh, oh is damn, it really? Is it? Oh, is it? Damn, or, is it or, they, or are they are they replaying? Oh, I don't know. They I, might be replaying. They might be replaying. I don't, think they, yeah, I, don't I don't think they would burn it out that fast. Yeah, the kids were watching um, uh, American Idol, and it's there was a little blurb on the bottom, Roseanne in two days or something. So it, it could be just oh. a rebroadcast. I don't. Know. I, I wanted to enjoy it because uh, I di- I did enjoy. I do remember liking the show back in the day, and then Roseanne and John Goodman were on Howard Stern this week to talk about it, and. Um, the the impetus of how the show came back, it did make me want to root for it because basically, Sarah Gilbert is one of the co-hosts of one of those shows, not The View, but but whatever something the like voice, The View, The Talk, or something. The Talk, like that. The Talk. The talk. There you go. And I guess for whatever reason, some time ago, she had John Goodman on, I think probably to promote uh, a film what he was doing, and they did, I guess they did on the show a little skit where they resurrected their characters from Roseanne, and I guess allegedly that went viral, and then. Roseanne got wind of it, so she reached out to Sarah Gilbert and said how how clever she thought it was. And then Sarah Gilbert called her and said, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing a reunion episode or a special?" And Roseanne said, "Well, I would do it, you know, depending if John was up for it." She's like, "Well, I already talked to him while he was here." And then next thing they knew, they pitched it. Whitney Cummings got involved, and essentially every actor that from the original cast was like, "It was the most fun we ever had." So let's go back and do yeah, it. Again. Wanda Sykes too as a consulting writer. Yeah, they got like yeah, they got big yeah. people in there. Yeah. They bring Norm Macdonald back as a writer. Norm Macdonald, Norm Macdonald as a writer. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you think I'm glad Norm landed on his feet. I always wonder what happened to him. You know, you what? know, he's been doing some stand up. Don't even know. He's been doing. He's been doing plenty of stand up. The uh, and and you just you just heard Zach Crusay a little bit, but uh, I, I appreciate the um, congrats the Zach, throwback. Oh yes, yes, yes again. Um, I'm glad that they kept the Tuesday night slot because that yeah, that's, just, that, that's yeah. real fitting. I, I would that hate music, to see it on like music, a Friday. When it came on, made me feel comfortable again. I remember those nights when I used to watch that shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Right. I will say I saw some people trying to write it off because they didn't want to support or watch a pro-Trump show. It's not a pro-Trump show. No. There were more anti-Trump jokes than there were pro-Trump It's realistic jokes. in that. You know? Yeah. You and know. and depending on how you feel about, you know, if, if we we talk about it with, with comic books from time to time, but, you know, we kind of look to entertainment to escape from the real world. And, and I don't know, a lot of people may not want to sit down for a half hour. And That's half. where it lost me. That's right. kind of where it yeah. lost me. Yeah. You'll come back around. J- Jason, anyway, will, comic. Jason will watch it in another like six weeks, and he'll be like, "You know what?" I'm like, "Yo, you guys hear about Roseanne?" <laughs> I, I was By the way, you, for once, you're allowed to be on a show where where you can actually uh, like the movies that are coming out without everyone <laughs> crapping on. Them. Oh God, it's like sometimes the, I feel like I'm just like the one guy in a foxhole. Yeah, every, like, every now and then, like, every, like they'll be they'll be trashing all the movies, and he'd be like, "Oh, no, that was all right. I, I was like, "I love that movie." I was like, <laughs> I, "I look at the guys I'm with, and I'm like, what, what happened to the joy? What happened to the joy in your lives?" Yeah, like, this week you like, on your show, you were like, "Cheryl, man, like you, it, you just, like your whole your your movie bubble crashed, right? It just burst. Yeah, it's like burst, man. He's like, I don't want to. Even if you could tell him, it's like it's a great movie. You're gonna love it. Ah, uh, no, nah, no. Nah, well, nah. where you really can't talk about the movies is on culture trapping. No, I can't talk about that. It's like it's there's no. a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Oh my god! It's like I was telling this. To, I was having a chat with Ralph. Like I, I love my co-hosts, and they have their issues with Marvel, and I understand that. But I could have what I have my issues with removed from the actual product. I could watch it and be like, yeah. I like this. 
You know, but like it is in the forethought of these guys' minds, and I love them for it. But I'm like, eh, I could just look at this and enjoy it, you know, yeah. too. Maybe we should trade me for Gil on the movie. Episodes. Oh my god, <laughs> I can imagine you are oh, ghost trapping. I would pay a lot of money to see Vince <laughs> sit in on an episode of Culture Trapping. <laughs> I need some. I need to bring a translator. That. It's like, what the hell are you, you guys would. talking about? You would. you would. We have our own lingo. You, you would. You would. When they go deep on the R&B cuts or oh my god, hip hop side, yeah. you know, you'd be like, "What am I listening? What am I participating?" Every time in? I'm podcasting, sure Michael Jackson intros the the, the show. Yes. Oh, Every time I listen, I always have my my uh, my Amazon uh, music ready to download stuff when Julian or Sean mentions it. It's like an education as well. <laughs> sure. Um, but anyway, comics. All right. Now. Yes, we got to get into the comics because we don't want to lose anybody. They're here for. Right. So, what are we going to talk about? I read. Big stuff oh, came out today. It's true. A lot of big stuff came out today. Why don't we hit on it? We're well, go ahead. Break, break into it. Go ahead. Let's let our guest go. Guests said big stuff. All right. Uh, so did, uh, I was talking about the two big ones, of course, are for me, and this is these are both DC-based, uh, the end of uh, the DC Metal uh, miniseries. Okay. Uh, and then also the fourth issue of the much maligned on this podcast, <laughs> Doomsday no, Clock. No, no, <laughs> oh, no, no. Wait, no, I remember. Like, no, I remember yeah. hearing Vince talking about how the you know, the inclusion of what they did with the comedian. That was like, yes, yes, that yeah, was yeah, that, 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 issue with that. But, but that the uh, but, but the fourth issue came out of a, a Rorschach focused uh, issue. Yeah. Uh, well, let's. Movie. Why don't you jump in on metal? Because we admittedly all are either behind or have given up on metal, and clearly it is a legit big time commercial hit for DC. I mean, it's, it's uh, definitely. It yes, hits, so. it is a big time commercial hit for DC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, of course uh, spearheaded by Snyder, uh, and um, we have of course Papi Cotulo, uh on it, and it's just batshit. Ins- well, no pun intended, batshit insane as it should be. With uh, uh, it's like they, it's you could tell where the mind melt now between these two people are now at between this whole metal concept. Um, characters come back. I'm not going to spoil it too heavily, um, but it's all about the heart and soul of the DC universe and fighting for it and keeping the light going. And it really is a spotlight, especially in this issue uh, for Wonder Woman. Um, they really put her as the forefront of the person who ties this whole crew together and is like the heart uh, kind of, of uh, this trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, the Trinity comes back strong, and it's 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 a great portrayal of of the first time I've seen Bruce Wayne be gracious and thankful to his friends. Um, usually, he keeps them in the dark about everything, but this is the first time they're like all fighting as one with like no. Se- I mean, he had his initial secrets, but nothing like that as it continued on. And it was great, great moments, a great appearance by multiple different Batman. One which I didn't expect to see jump in on this for a half a pa- for a panel. Um, you know, someone in Batman's future history. Uh, I'll leave that uh, as it is. But I thought it was a great, uh, great ending, and also led up to, and of course, as they all do. This is the only thing I did not like about Metal is that it starts introducing in the back end the concept of the new age of heroes. Your, mm-hmm. you know, your, your damage, your, your sideways, your terrifics, or your terrifics, or as I call them, silencer, like, or yeah, or as I call it, fuck you, Marvel. Um, <laughs> We got our own Hulk. We got our own Spidey. <laughs> we got our own Fast Six Four. God damn it! Um, <laughs> um, but I, I thought that was a little, ch- a little cheap to like just 
hey, look at this stuff that's in your books now for you to read. Um, that seemed a little tacked on. I didn't like that part. Mm-hmm. But, but that was really good. Great, uh, great moments for characters. Great bonding of the Trinity. Uh, and I think it's a, the stronger Justice League will come out of this. Uh, and there's a reason for going into the new stuff uh, for this new group of Justice League that's coming in, and it kind of goes into that as well. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I need to give it another try because I was going to wait. I was waiting for it to complete, and that's yeah. a best and a best team up that I I never expected to see, but I loved all the same. I'll leave I, it at that. I did love the craziness, the uh, the off kilter nature of it, and then you got Poppy Capullo, which is, you know, he's the draw for me. Mm-hmm. And I I think he was a great choice. Um, it is the team, the Snyder and Capullo team, but yeah. um, in my eyes, one far outshines the other. I think Snyder's great, yeah. but if if you're going to get me to to come to the table, Capullo's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, yeah, he's yeah. he's amazing. Oh, he's fantastic! I was going through um, my spawn run. And you, you hit that Capullo stretch. It's just one amazing issue after another. I, I was, think, in my mind, Capullo outshined McFarlane. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I ride with you on that. Right now, Raph has uh, stabbed him in the heart. No, I, I mean, come on. You guys know how I feel about Todd. I love Todd. Sure. But Capullo has... How do I put this? He has a more experienced line, I think, where it seems to me a lot of times Todd is just filling in space. Mm-hmm. Capullo's yeah. placing objects. Mm-hmm. Yes. There, there's a difference. One's deliberate and one is just on autopilot. And even, I mean, Todd's autopilot is phenomenal, but Capullo sure. seems to have a calculated attack for... Right composition and and layout where todd just seems to oh yeah this will work and he and he goes doodling and noodling and he's and he's adding lines that look cool but may not actually have any basis in reality or physics sure but i mean that's you're reading a book about a guy that came back from the dead with chains all over him and you know what i mean so so check check your um belief at the door but i mean yeah, it's crazy, but um, the reason why Spawn has all the chains all over him is because Todd thought it would be cool to draw chains all over the place, you know? Where Capullo, when he designs, there's a reason for all his his strangeness. Yeah, it looks cool, but on the in addition to that, there's a there's a, a sensibility there that I don't think Todd has or or not at the time he was doing spawn maybe you know maybe now he does he i I still think he's a great penciler but capula so far ahead of him now it's not even funny Mm. i'd agree sorry yeah i i gotta say the uh the success of the book definitely has me intrigued i i I do think they 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 lost me uh at the beginning just with the like i didn't know what was going on but i guess it, it rounds back into making sense from what i hear like once you get past the first issue or two, it kind of all starts to fall into place. Yeah, Grant Morrison's uh, one shot with uh, Detective Chimp was amazing. I love that that issue. That was fantastic. They are doing uh, omnibus. 
mm-hmm. of all this stuff. I, th- I think there's two or three. Wow. Yeah, one has just the metal and the the, ver- the pertinent tie-ins, and the other one has all of the issues that kind of touched on it but weren't really part of the – they were labeled metal, but they weren't part of the main story. I, I'm talking out my ass because I really don't know what the main story was, but I know for a fact mm-hmm. that there's two omnibus coming out, maybe wow. possibly three. Huh. Right on. Yeah. Looks phenomenal. I mean, we should just sit down and give it a shot. It's only six issues. Yeah, it's true. Unlike our book of the month this week. <laughs> which, one, which one is that? Uh, JSA Jeff- by Jeff Johns. Oh, book one. that's easy. I could do mm-hmm. that standing on my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of a misnomer in that title, but still. Yeah, I forgot how complex those first... <laughs> bunch of issues where there's a lot oh, of shit yeah. going on oh hell yeah it's a lot of it, writers to, to, to that point not to preempt our, our next episode but it is weird to me i had forgotten that that it's not jeff john's the beginning which is no, bizarre no. it's very strange <laughs> it's and robinson yeah yep. it's very strange but and i really do think robinson was there just because jack knight's in the book i'm pretty sure it was oh, yeah. goyer all the yeah, way yeah. and and which is weird though because and we'll get into it tomorrow night but it, it's uh there's there's one issue that is credited as written by David Goyer and Jeff Johns, and until the very end of the issue, in like two panels, even though you see Starman throughout the issue, he doesn't say anything. And I figured, well, I guess that's that's by design because if Robinson isn't writing the character, nobody can really put words in his mouth. He they, he, he can just show up there and be in the background, but he does eventually say one or two words but um yeah it was uh well like i said we'll, we'll get into tomorrow night but yeah it was it was um it it is it was i finished it uh yesterday but it, it was my first time reading that series wow i used to eat that up when it came out same it was one of my gateways into becoming a full-fledged dc fan to be honest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but anyway that's for tomorrow vince speak on something I could speak on a lot of somethings. Well, go ahead. Yeah, you, you, you um, both surprised and worried, Jason. Yeah. Oh, it's true. I got a little distracted by a book that came out recently. Uh-oh. Yeah, it, it was written by Greg Pak, illustrated by Corey Smith, color art by Maury Hollowell. There's a backup story, which is also written by Pak, illustrated by Marcus Toe, also colored by Maury Hollowell. It's Weapon H. Uh, number one. Now, if you're going to put the Hulk and Wolverine together, I'm, I love ridiculous stuff like that. So it got my attention. And I, I read that Weapon H number one. And throughout the issue, they keep mentioning stuff that I didn't read. Weapons of Mutant Destruction, um, Weapon H, or uh, Weapon X, Totally Awesome Hulk. So I said, fuck it. I need to see where all this came from. So you know me. If I'm going to dive in, I'm going to dive in deep. So I read, and I got the list right here, because it's, it's a fairly long one. I'm not, I won't talk about everything. But I read Totally Awesome Hulk. Damn. Numbers uh, 19 to 22. 
God bless you. Then I read Weapon... You see what he does for the show, people? Yeah, I, he took that hit. He took he that hit did. for you. I read we- Weapon X 1 to 12, but I think 12 is part of another story. Um, yeah, if it, it's a, we're up through 15 on it, but yeah. The, yeah. Then I read uh, Weapons of Mutant Destruction. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mahmoud. Mahmoud. Yeah. yeah. Um, just Which to, kicked it off. Which kicked off that, that crossover. Well, the awesome Hulk stuff is the prelude. And that bounces back and forth. Weapon X starts it. There's a prelude in Weapon X, which crosses over into Totally Awesome Hulk, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes into Weapons of Mutant Destruction. And then Weapon X and Totally Awesome Hulk, it just keeps going. Oh, my God. Long story short, Weapon X is going to try and eradicate all the mutants with their own guns, so to speak. They're, they're, They're taking samples of mutant DNA from all of the, the heavy hitters. Wol- Old Man Logan, mm. Sabretooth, some girl named Domino. I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> oh, uh, Nina. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else? There, there's a bunch of them that... Lady you know, Deathstrike. Yes, Lady Deathstrike. Orpath. And, uh, and yep. w- they're, they're using their DNA to infuse these cyborg uh adamantium skeleton cyborgs to to go out and and just destroy all of the mutants and the the guy at the at the stinky rotten center of it all is reverend striker of course course, yeah yeah. he is the uh the mastermind behind this church of the human potential and it's a hate group it's it's basically a um cloaked in pleasantries and dogma but at the core of their beliefs they they hate they're xenophobic they they want the alien killed and they think that mutant kind is not a uh, advancement on human dna it's actually a regression that they're animalistic and they're violent they're killers and they mm. want us all dead so we got to kill them first god damn it so what they do is they they keep trying to infuse the Hulk's DNA, which is the Cho Hulk. They they attack Cho in space um, using these two cyborgs, and they cut him, and he does the old Hulk clap to get rid of them, which yeah. which makes in a sense makes all his blood bullets in space. So he rips them to shreds. He pulls the guy mm. apart. He thinks the game is over, but part of his blood was still floating in space. So this this cyborg, a part of it broke off and turned into this scarab thing with a big old needle on it, and it sucked what? sucked in his blood. It's, it's goofy as hell. It <laughs> sucked in his blood, and they bonded the blood to a cyborg in the Weapon H facility, and they did this thing where not only a cyborg, but they have test subjects, guinea pigs, that they pull from this church of, of human potential. If you're a believer, you get, you're in the vat, bitch, and, and you're going to be turned into one of these cyborg, fleshy cyborg killing machines. And, and the problem with the Hulk's DNA is the exoskeleton doesn't grow. No, it stays small. Right. With th- when the Hulk gets mad, he gets bigger and meaner. So mm. the flesh kind of flops off 
the exoskeleton when he when he hulks out and they can't control it so it's failed experiment after failed experiment and um you have this dr alba who is not an acolyte of the church she's she's totally at odds with striker over some things but she just wants the science to work and she keeps trying it trying it trying it and that's where weapon h comes in um the man's name is clay sung and he's a military man trained he's he's the kind of guy you want surgical precision to go in he's a tactician he's he's a, a seasoned uh on the battlefield he knows how to fight uh he was part of a team called eagle star but roxon i'm th- i'm guessing roxon but it says he was his team was contracted to go in and he thought save a village of people but they were contracted to go in and eliminate this village of people and he wasn't having it so he killed all his teammates and he heads out rogue eagle star finds him and with great prejudice they hand him over to weapon x where dr alba tweaks his dna with that of the hulk and if it wasn't bad enough wolverine's dna so you have a hulk with adamantium skeleton wolverine's claws and they call him hulk verine <laughs> and he's freaking gray he's gray and he hulks oh out and, and but he's got spikes all over his back and his shoulders oh and, and he gets pissed here comes the hulk with the claws and it's like if i was 12 13 years old i would think it was the coolest thing ever oh hell yeah Right, oh, yeah. but as an as an adult, you look at it and you're like, "That is damn silly." But it that's the dumbest. <laughs> it is. It's silly. And Greg Pak even acknowledges it in the, the there's a text piece in the back of this Weapon X. He's like, "This is silly stuff. It's it's ridiculous." But and it, here's where I got to give him a big old bear hug. He said, "Don't you think this stuff should be a little ridiculous?" And I agree. That's with, right. I agree with him. I think it should be as silly and as outlandish as possible. Not everything has to make sense or, or, or be rooted in some kind of reality, whether it's a fic- fictional one or, a, a, you know, our reality. We, I don't need everything to be explained or made sense. You have a Hulk who has Wolverine claws and he looks awesome, right? Um, so this has ties, like I said, to Weapon X, Weapons of Mutant Destruction, Totally Awesome Hulk. Turns out that Clay has a wife with and two children. They think he's he's dead. And the wife is having problems getting um her payments. This is the backup story. Um the kids are, are kinda acting up and she she's having uh, you know a bad go of it and she finds a file that could lead her to the explanation of what happened to her husband. But when the issue proper opens, Clay's in Montana, right? And he's trying to do the, the, the David Banner thing. He's trying to blend in and, and not get mad because you know what happens when he gets mad? People don't like him. And um, it's a lot like the Hulk TV show from the 70s. You can almost hear the... You know that sad, mournful song? 
and but he's trying to get work because the guy's got to eat. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. And he hooks up bum, bum. with a bunch of day workers. And he pretends he doesn't speak English. He pretends he doesn't understand Spanish. And so he's picked up to do like a a, a day job with these these transient people. And after their, their work day, these ruffians come and they try and steal their money. And he gets pissed. <laughs> he gets pissed and he rips them all apart, right? So he's like, oh, damn, I got to go somewhere else. So then he goes to Alaska. I guess he figured if I go to Alaska, there's not a whole hell of a lot out there that I'm going to get in trouble with. So I'll go to Alaska. Uh-oh, here comes a Roxon chopper, and it drops this research party. Um, you got a Dr. Ellis Sterling, and she claims that there's this very special archaeological place. This event happened a while ago, this uh party of um, explorers got trapped under a lot of snow and they had a resort to cannibalism to stay alive <laughs> do the math of course they did. do the math right you got cold you got cannibalism who do you think oh, you're you gonna see yeah wendigo uh, wendigo comes yes yeah, but it's a trick because um you have a man in the roxon party named mr banks who's really a cyborg and when they land uh-oh they forgot to leave our food rations so we're gonna die and clay he's he's on the periphery of all this he's paying attention but he's you know not getting involved and he sees they don't have any food so he kills a deer and he lays it at their tent and and uh dr sterling sees him kinda she's like somebody's helping us she gave us gave us a deer and mr banks is like no 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 don't eat that meat it could be tainted so this other guy in the in the party what was his name wagoner not lyle isn't it last name's wagoner and um, <laughs> he's he's not eating so there's a, actually a point in the story where mr banks pulls a piece of a plastic bag out of his jacket and he says oh i got some jerky do you want to eat some jerky and, and <laughs> yeah and they're at the site where the bad stuff happened and he's like here have this it's some jerky and wagoner eats the jerky and he's like do you like it and wagner's like yeah it's not bad you know what it is wagner's like what he goes that's human flesh so the curse is triggered and the wendigo comes out and Clay hulks out and fights with the Wendigo, and it's it looks awesome. Uh, Corey Smith's art is great. I love it. The Wendigo is a bit more paranormal. Like, this is not the Wendigo we saw in Issues of the Incredible Hulk. It's not um, a Sasquatch clone, only white. He's got, like, an extended He's, jaw. It, and It's more like yeah. American Wendigo in Alaska. He's he's got that Rick Ray Bill turned into a yeah yeah he's got Uh, that Rick Baker extended snout and he's real lean and pulled apart his arms are like very disjointed it's 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 a good look for the Wendigo I think um and all this is going down Wendigo erupts somebody's radar goes off ding 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 ding. Doctor Strange Doctor Strange sees it and he's like uh oh. Wendigo, this is bad stuff, but 
I think there's something worse. And it's the Hulk Vereen. The worst thing is the Hulk Vereen. This is fun stuff. I don't know. I know Jason. Like a, it, it's fun. Jason didn't like Sounds like a Stefan club. <laughs> <laughs> it's got everything. You know, I, I do agree with you that, that silliness should abound, certainly. Um, and, and a funny thing about comics is that sometimes the same trope can please any one of us to no end and then rubs us the wrong way depending on the characters. Um, but for me, I, I guess, and this is more of a Marvel thing, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty tired of Marvel just mashing characters together yes. to say like, oh, here's new. And, you know, whether it be Gwenpool or Spider-Gwen or, and, and I understand that Spider-Gwen's a decent book, but I mean, it's like, you know, like these mashups, you get these mashups and I just, it, it, like if I, I want silliness, I want craziness. I want, I want imagination to me. That's not putting mega prototype character one with mega prototype character two and creating a new character. Um, I just don't like they're both most people would say that both of those characters are ridiculously overpowered to the point of being problematic in fact you Vince have made yeah. that point many times on the show about Wolverine that yeah. he's yeah. too powerful and it's ridiculous and others feel the same about the Hulk so well, if I, you want to put I them together for, uh, for, for, for an arc okay cool but you're gonna but, but it's just I guess this is more of a you want to put them together and have like a dude in that mode for a five issue arc, and then something happens like he, I don't know, spontaneously combusts because his body can't handle it or whatever, and he's gone. Cool, but the idea that they're going to make a book about this, like, like to me, this is just like we know it has no future. Um, like inherently, if we are fans of either or both of those underlying characters, this dude would pretty much be a god. He would pretty much be impossible to stop. Um, and I'm just, it just feels like a thing that, that Marvel just keeps doing is keep recycling characters by mashing them together. It's almost like they have a little random number generator now with two of their characters. And instead of like having them fight each other in a video game, oh, it's yeah. like whatever pop on the screen, like, all right, let's create a character. I know. It's like, it's and, like Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like... I, yeah. And it just, so for me, um, and look, I mean, they're bringing the original Wolverine back. And unfortunately, Charles Soule's doing that. He's in charge of it. And I'll live with that. But like, um, you know, he's one of my favorite characters, and um, it's already been announced that Laura is going to get the Wolverine mantle taken away from her, which is fine, because yeah. if the real Wolverine's back, then she can go back to the next 23. That's cool. But as you know, I've been a huge fan of what Tom Taylor's been doing with her. Um, I think the Honey Badger's been great. Oh, and, I love the Honey Badger. Right? And there's, and there's a ton of other Wolverine amalgams, so I just don't know why... I guess we don't... We never need anything in superhero comics, but it's just it just feels so superfluous to me. Um... And and it, it also, I guess I have a nitpick in the sense that at a time when some, not me, but some perceive Marvel to be taking some L's, you know, with, with, with lots of other, with lots of people leaving for DC, um, I do think if I'm being fair, Marvel has lost the mantle of having uh, bulletproof artists. And oh, so yeah. when I got bulletproof artists like Mahmoud and Corey being put on this kind of genres, I, that bothers me. Because I need them to be doing the books that are mm-hmm. that are the big books that are going to wow me. Because mm-hmm. they are too talented, and there's a lot of dudes that are far less talented getting books from Marvel. Yeah. And so I want to see these dudes on the big books. Now, obviously, Mark Mood's doing X Men right now, so he's on the come up. But you know, Corey hasn't done a lot of Marvel. Been a huge fan of Corey for a long time. 
uh, both personally and and professionally. And shout out Jersey Boy. Um, but I just don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like so, for me, it's like I just don't want this Gwenpool nonsense. I don't want this Weapon H nonsense. I want the books that I care about to be awesome. Period. Like period. So, but yeah, like, but whatever, man. I mean, but you, but to each his own. Like flip side. I'm sure there's there's other examples of this kind of stuff that have, you know, tickled me to no end. Like, um, you know, like like Deadpool Mercs for Hire. I thought that was that I enjoyed, and that's silly. That's just a bunch of D-list characters all hanging out wearing Deadpool costumes. That was funny to me. So you know, it, it's your mileage may vary. I'm not I'm not going to say I, I, I'm thrilled that you enjoyed it. Like I, nothing displeases me more than when anyone we know reads a comic and says they didn't enjoy it, because that's a waste of time and money. That was a lot of back reading, though, damn. <laughs> yeah, you know. But, I do um, my homework. It was on vacation. But I, and you know, I, I'm current on Weapon X, because I got to get my domino where I can. There you go. And it's just, it's it's frustrating, because I just think, like, these characters could be dope. They could be dope as fuck. Like, you could tell cool stories, you know? I just feel like they're stuck in this rut. It's always like, I mean, honestly, these characters are always doing the exact same things. It's always them fighting someone either that's tied to them getting revenge because they killed their family, or it's like some dude creating a Weapon X program to fight them. It's like always, it's, it's those stories over and over again. Or they're fighting like each other. Yeah, it's right. like, can you just t- like tell me a different story, man? Like, but you got to like, frame you, it. They're, they're just. They're, when was the last what? time you got to frame it correctly? When was the last time I read an X book? So the no, stuff that yeah, the saying. stuff yeah. that you see all the time, I don't see. Every yeah, day. no, no doubt. That, that's like with me. I mean, similarly, I'm sure with DC, I'm much more forgiving with that than either you or David, because because like I I, have, I don't read Flash or I don't read Green Lantern. Like I haven't read Green Lantern. <laughs> so if <clears throat> if one of you guys or someone like Gil or someone says, "Oh, that's a hot arc," I could read it. And yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I've read a fraction of of those character stuff, so. It'll seem fresh and new to me. So it's just all about how much you're inundated in those characters, I think. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and in this case, obviously, I, I, for good or for bad, I read everything Wolverine related always have. So for me, it's it's just, it, it's hard for something to stand out above the pack. You like your little one pagers, Wood? <laughs> with, with Logan? Yeah, man. Yeah. Just system. <laughs> Love those. Love those. Just. And I have to confess to being a, a, a hypocrite when it comes to some things Marvel. I was the one who loved the composite Hulk, the the green and red Hulk split down the middle with Ross and oh yeah, yeah and yeah. and it, that's that's dumb. If it was, you know, the composite Wolverine, I'd be like, this is stupid, you know. Sure. So it, it the the main ingredient has to click with me. If it's Hulk, it has a far better chance of getting past mm-hmm. my you know getting through the door than whether it's Wolverine, right. but. I gotta say, um, I didn't dislike Weapon X, even when you know it wasn't, even when the Hulk wasn't on the page. Uh, I think Creed is mm-hmm. the best part of the book. Sab- Sabretooth ah. is the funniest character in that book. They keep busting his balls. Quite possibly the only thing that, quite possibly the only thing that kept from uh, that when he turned hero. What was that? Was that storyline? That uh, evolution. Access. Oh, access. Oh. Yeah. That's the only thing that stuck is uh, Creed getting switched. You're right. <laughs> and he does social media. That, that's a, it. And, and that's another thing. You know, Creed getting switched was in part a conceit to try and solve for the fact that Wolverine was dead. Wolverine was out. But yeah. now Wolverine's back and there's, and Dawkins back and 
Laura's at Wolverine, and then there's Mini Laura, and like there, and then now there's Old Man Logan, who's a main character, and then there's now they just brought um, Ultimate Logan, James uh, uh, Howlett, uh, yep. not Dan- James. Uh, yep. What's his name? Is it? I can't think of. Uh, you could throw a rock at the Wolverines. Yeah, there's so many of them now, and it's like you know, listen, dude. Like again, I love the character, so, but I mean, damn, I mean, you know, we don't need that many. It's Marvel's Green Lantern. We got multiple Spider-Mans, multiple Deadpools, multiple yeah. Wolverines, multiple Thors. Uh, did I hear that? Uh, we didn't talk about this on the show yet, but I did. I hear that uh, Miles is getting turned into someone other names other than Spider-Man. I, th- what, I heard that or? a while ago. Yeah, that he's not like they're going to keep him, but he's not going to be Spider-Man. He's not be Spider-Man. Anymore. Yeah, and the legacy. Uh, Ugh, I hope he's not like Prowler or something. <laughs> oh my God, Slinger. no! Why has he got to be Prowler? <laughs> Slinger. <laughs> He's gonna remember that though. Yeah, it was it was the four of them. It was, it was yeah. almost like it was it was a it felt like a, a, a weak ass attempt of Reign of the Superman. It's it was just uh, like here's four Spider Man, even though Spider Man's not dead. Here's uh Buzz. Four. It, one of them was Beetle. Beetle. And they were just they're they were just Hornet. Hornet right? Dusk. Yeah. It was Hornet, Dusk, Prodigy, and It was like and Marvel's Rick version Ray. of Impact Comics. Yes. Ricochet was the other one. If they make the black kid dusk, I'm leaving. <laughs> dusk. <laughs> well, that's what I said when he said uh, Prowler. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, don't. Uh, Hobie's still around. Leave <laughs> Hobie yes, alone. That's right. Well, we did get that uh, Childish Gambino cameo in the last movie, where yes, hinting, so hinting that he was the Prowler, or soon to be. Mm. I guess in that in that continuity, he never was because I just buying... read pages from his Deadpool. Uh, that's right, the cartoon. Treat, yeah. yeah, his treatment. Yeah, Which got, funny. got canceled. Yeah, and he was like, "I wrote those episodes." They can't say it was me. Yeah. <laughs> Here's I'm still script. stoked though. I'm bringing my seeds to see him in September. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I love some childish. Same. Can't wait. I can't front on 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 slingers too much though. It was uh, it was a. Uh, uh, I had it. Mike, it had the Mike, Ringo. Michael Ringo. It was yeah, a Ringo. Yeah, got the Ringo art. That yeah. that you had me at uh, at that. Did you all see that? Uh, not to jump to, but did you see that story that Caleb posted about William Mesner Lobes? Yeah, yeah, man. I was just going to talk about God that. Damn, dude, that's a damn shame. I mean, shit, love a fucking shame. Great. For those that don't know what we're talking about, um, there's an article uh, going around the this, this circuit posted by one of our friends on our group, uh, um, and, and it was talking about uh, K- um, William Mesner Lobes uh, being homeless and um, and this this comic fan who's now a news reporter getting wind of it and then meeting up with him and interviewing him and um i mean it was heartbreaking unfortunately not not a you know not what's probably more heartbreaking is that he's one of countless millions of americans in that same position but but here's yeah. a guy that yeah. um, brought so much to uh, yeah i mean you know i don't i i don't want to overstate it by saying he was at the top of the craft but he was definitely a, i i loved a, his well, a well-regarded run. yeah a well-regarded run. i loved his stuff yeah and he just had a string of bad luck you know the the um he he made a crap ton of money. Um, uh, what was the book that he, uh, he? Journey was his book. Journey. Adventures of Wolverine McAllister. Um, no, but but he had, he had tons of money that uh, ran out. That oh, because he um, uh, the Max he he had the Max. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The one yeah. When MTV yeah. made it into the cartoon. Right. So he had a bunch of money from that, but then you know that I guess he stopped getting comic work, so that ran low, and then his uh, they lost their house and. 
lost their second house. Then they lost their yeah, their like they had a, a mobile home like trailer type of thing that that got condemned essentially. And cast leak, yeah, yeah. And now and then he's uh he and his wife. Oh, that's what it was. They got a ton of health issues. His his wife and his I think wife his mom died or right. his mother in law died, and then his wife had uh, health and issues. then he had issues, and so they kind of they didn't have enough money to pay for the medical stuff. And now he's pretty much homeless. He works at a Panera. He works uh, as a as a as a uh, custodian at the church oh, that he's Jesus part of Christ. man it's like jeez dude it's man because i know we i mean we loved listen we all love to big up like last week we were bigging up life getting that paper and like i love to see that for sure but it's it's a it's a startling reminder that, that oh, there's yeah. another vicious side of it and and it, it said that he was um in that in that interview it said he was heading out to a comic-con that weekend and i was just thinking man like you know you see some of these dudes at the con right you just assume they're all right like yeah you, you yeah know, Who's to say that, like, it's just a guy just, sitting behind a table? Yeah, and you guys know how it is with these older bucks. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, a lot of times they get ignored at these shows. Like, unless they're the OG legends. Like, I mean, how often do you see? I'm like, it was Jose Garcia uh, Lopez's birthday this week, and uh, we've seen him at cons many times. Completely, like, nobody's at his table ever, right? Like, like it's just it's crazy. We got to show our love to some of these old dudes, especially, you know, under those circumstances. We definitely got to keep that in mind when we're cons, you know. It's gonna make me think extra when I see some of these OGs that that uh, that aren't obvious persistent big stars to go ahead and you know buy something from their table even if it's something I don't really need or already have just because you never know man. Yep, most stuff. Crazy. All right, bring us up, Dad. Bring us up. Bring 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 some. Uh, this is I. I... I said thank you when this arrived at the end of last year because it was part of my uh, EOC gift exchange from Dan Bryan. I um, cleaning up and and moving things around. I remembered I had not read this yet when I found it again. Uh, this is uh, from Marvel Comics. This is from uh, what year is it from? It is from. I'm not going to tell you. This was. Marvel Comics, Spider-Man Tangled Web number four. This title, this issue in particular, is titled uh, Severance Package by Greg Rucka and Eduardo Rizzo. I had never read this. uh, This was published, uh, oddly enough, in September of 2001 is the cover date. So the um, the, I I, I never... uh, because I wasn't reading too many comics at the time. I didn't read it. This is the first issue of Tangled Web I have read. Um, this was this is a, a, a done-in-one issue. Were, were, was the entire series that way, or were there some series? Some, would, some would continue, and then okay. some were some one-and-dones. Yeah. Um, It'd be like two-parters, or usually two or three-parters. But basically an anthology series with different yeah. creators for each yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, this was um there is very little um actually i i don't think there was yes there was a spider-man mention in this issue but there is not an appearance by spider-man uh the story involves tom tom cochran who works for wilson fisk and if you work for the kingpin um, you have to uh, prepare for for the worst. 
whether it happens to you or whether uh, just based on your day-to-day activities or whether you um, fail Wilson in any way, uh, then he may take issue with it. But we, we were looking at it from the point of view of Tom, who's a family man, wife and uh, wife and, and, and there are, he, he, he gets a call. Tom gets a call middle of the night. Um, and his wife doesn't, she doesn't want him to answer the phone, but once he does and, and he, uh, he basically, you know, says that he'll, he'll report in. She is distraught. Uh, she knows that no good will come of this. She, she, she does not want, uh, Tom to leave her and their child alone in this, not, not only alone in this world, but just that she doesn't want them to leave the house. Cause it, it will be very bad for you. Um, but he, explains to her that they knew that this was something that was, could could happen at any moment uh so it, it is finally realized um and she's dealing with she, she's going through her own uh stages of grief and um there's there's a scene where she hands him a um a chef's knife and figures, you know, he'll, he can take the easy way out and end it himself. And, um, but he's, that's, that's not the type of person he is. He's not going to do that, even though he, he has thought about it, but it's not something that, that he can do because he also has to realize that if something were to, um, happen to him, if he decided to, um, take that away from Fisk that uh, the Kingpin could retaliate and and at that point um, go back to Tom's house and and uh, and expect payback with interest so uh, they, they have a little bit of an argument he tells her don't wake the kids don't wake the boys um, doorbell rings and the uh, the driver is there who he um, it was it was I wasn't quite sure how it was playing out in this conversation with the car because apparently they they could have sent uh, his wife was a little surprised because for something like this you would think that maybe one of the um, one of the higher ups one of, one of the one of the main men who were closer to to maybe uh, Tom's level or 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 higher would have come to pick him up but instead they kind of get get this young kid to um to chauffeur him back to wilson's place and uh based on the conversation they have tom does something that at first when you read it you thought maybe he was sacking up and was going to put take matters into his own hands and and try to save himself and his family but then he makes it to the penthouse, has a conversation with Wilson Fisk, and it everything is explained really well, laid out for you. Rucker does an amazing job just just letting you know this. It, it's not even like a day in the life. It's just it's it's over the course of maybe an hour or two. It's it's just it it all happens within the span of a short while. This 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 late one evening, um, Tom and Wilson 
have a bit of a conversation. Uh, Tom understands why Wilson called him to uh, to the penthouse, and um, Tom basically just asks for one one favor, and uh, and basically, I mean, it's, it's the title of the issue is is that it's Seven's package. So it it you just there's it's it was an interesting story um for me to read Greg Rucka because it wasn't really the type of story I would have expected even though I mean you know his keeper novels and Queen and Country and and you know Greg can really write a, a variety of um of stories but I I didn't know what to expect with this and and I thought for Spider-Man comic was absolutely no Spider-Man in it this this was really well done and it's great that the story takes place at in the late night or early morning uh because Riso's art is is great with the with the shadows and and the moonlight and and the um the neon lights from from Times Square and um headlights and it's just it's it really strikes a mood it gives you a, a a real sense of of where you are where you're supposed to be you, these creators really transported me to within this short amount of time uh, made me feel like i was really here and it, it, it's if you've read 100 bullets you know exactly what you're getting with with riso um so there's no no surprises there, but I just thought it was a, a and I'm not I'm not gonna spoil anything for anybody, but it, it's a um it's it was a really cool issue and and I want to thank Dan for thinking. I mean, and apparently according to the letter Dan sent with the with the package last year, this is um one of his, one of his favorite stories and and he, it's a uh, it's an issue that he likes to give out to people um when he can. So I I thank him for it and and it's um. It was really, really cool. I, uh, I, I will probably pay it forward and and give this to someone. Um, it just it looks amazing. It reads amazing, and and everything. It's I've read a lot of Kingpin stories over the years in in a variety of comics, and um, to even though Kingpin looms large in this story, you know, it doesn't really show up until the end, the last couple of pages, but. Um, I think Rucka nailed nailed him here, uh, and and really just kind of gives you a sense of um, of what kind of man he is and and the type of people he employs. It was uh, it was a really solid, well done issue. You know what you have to do. What do I have to do? Come heroes, you need yeah. you need to get issues five and six. You haven't read that- any Tangled Web that- other than number four. Right. Five and six is the Flowers for Rhino story. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Flowers for Rhino. That Another is. Killer. Oh. It's an amazing, amazing story. Peter Milligan right. wrote uh, it. That'll, that'll right. get you in your heart. Yeah. Duncan Figredo did the art. And, uh, Breaking through that, 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 that thick hide. In a, in a mm-hmm. nutshell. I, I'm, again, I won't spoil it because it's an amazing two-parter. Rhino mm-hmm. rescues this daughter of a mob boss and he mm. he kind of falls in love with her and she's like you too stupid so he gets a brain operation and he's turned into like a super genius he beats oh. spider-man he um he writes a novel like he but does a bunch of th- i think he even rewrites hamlet uh during the thing 
Um, he he finds out who Spider Man is with this equation. Um, he sets up his own criminal empire. Like Rhino is super super smart in this, but that comes with a very heavy price. And you get these two issues are. I I have all the tangled web, and the thing about that series was Spider Man was on the periphery of a lot of the stories. Like right. he wasn't mm-hmm. front and center. That out of all of the issues, I think five and six are the by far the best two issues in that entire run. You you'll love the Rhino. I mean, you'll feel bad for him, but you'll love him. Okay. Yeah. So, and I mean, you may know this already, but but the title of that run is because it's. Based on uh, flowers for Algernon. Flowers for Algernon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Daniel Key short story. Yeah, sure. yeah. But well, in case our listeners don't know that. Oh. But um, yeah, but it, that's an amazing. Uh, yeah, that that is that's great. I forgot all about that until you just mentioned it. But that. Was yeah, great. slot and slot picked up on that a little bit and put it in the you know whenever yeah. Ryan made an appearance, yeah. he would put that in there a little mm-hmm. bit. Super stuff, and I bet yeah, you you right. can get. There's even a Paul Pope issue of Tangled Web. I think there's a Darwin Cook. Um, there may be mm-hmm. more than one Darwin Cook issues, uh, but it's a great run to to get all of them. There's an omnibus. I didn't realize that. Get out of here! Well, I thought there was. I thought there came was. out in uh, June of last year. No kidding. Might be cheaper to buy the issues, but yeah, it's uh, it's Tangled Web one through four and Spider Man's Tangled Web five through twenty two. So it's one through wow. twenty two. Huh. I might look for that in Heroes on the cheap. Yes, so that's Me? the kind of thing that'll be remaindered. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Super nice. super series. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. So, I do love my mutants, in spite of uh, what we were just <laughs> talking about. And I got to say, the nostalgia bug in me got, got perked up when I saw the solicit a few months back for the new mutants, Dead Souls. Ah. Which, which is a limited series. Um, but what drew me in is that... Um, there have been many iterations of the New Mutants, but uh, on the cover of this one were uh, Magic, Wolfsbane, Richter, Strong Guy, and Boom Boom. Um, frankly, all characters that I've liked over the years and haven't seen most of them, at least uh, on a regular basis, in a minute. So um, so I gave this one a try. It, it, it hit, the, uh, hit them streets today. It's, uh, it's written by Matthew Rosenberg, who's on the come up. Um, Marvel's definitely trying to get him into a you know a a, a primary position. Mm-hmm. He's been doing a lot of Marvel books, but admittedly he hasn't had that that big book yet. He's done uh, did some he did some uh, he did that Civil War two Kingpin thing. He's done some of the Venomverse stuff. Um, he did uh, uh, the Phoenix Resurrection joint. He did uh, that Quake one-shot, which actually is probably the thing I liked best for his so far that he did at Marvel. He did Secret Warriors, did some Rocket Raccoon. Point is, you know, he's done some, they're giving him lots of books, but he, he hasn't really had a, like, a major book yet. Now, he's, he, he got those gigs, I think, because of the work he did as an independent creator in the years coming up, most notably with four kids walking to a bank, which was a lot of fun, uh, 12 Reasons to Die. So so I, I've liked his indie work a lot. Um like I said, his Marvel stuff's been been decent, but he hasn't really had a chance to make his mark yet. So this is probably the the biggest characters he's been given a chance to play with so far, um, or at least close to it. And it's uh, drawn by Adam Gorham, who we know a little bit. He he was the he was the artist on the Violent, which we talked about back when it was coming out. Um, I don't know I don't know his entire catalog, but he's somewhat of a younger artist. 
And um, colors by McGarland, letters by Clayton Cowles. Um, so the conceit is that um, this particular group of mutants um, are sent for by their employer to investigate some uh, malfeasance in a small town. And it looks like um, it's a zombie invasion. So, you know, they're hacking up the zombies, whatever. It's, it's you know, we've all seen the, the undead story before. Um, now, now, Rosenberg gets a little cute because he makes some jokes. He's got jokes about The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, like they're kind of like investigating the scene and then the zombie's crawling up on Ileana. Ileana, like without even skipping a beat, you know, pulls out her soul sword and cuts the thing's head off. And then like, wait, did you see that? That was like one of those zombies from The Walking Dead. And then they're like, and then they're like, oh, I, they're like, I, they're like, I don't watch that TV show anymore. And then, and then he's like, someone, that one of the other ones like, no, no, the, from the comic. And they're like, wait, they, they turned that TV show into a comic. So it's like, you know, trying to be a little clever, or whatever. That, that's fine. I could, I could take or leave that. But the net of it is that this group with Ilyana being the leader are trying to figure out what's going on. And, uh, they're investigating the scene. And it turns out that, um, uh, what it, what it ends up being is that it is essentially one of the zombies was in fact a witch. And it turns out that uh, it's not what they thought because this this woman, this witch, was actually trying to protect this town from the forces of evil. And she had all of these uh, like runes and, and spells and and, uh, and uh, magic items like arcana that she had placed around the city to protect it. And these dudes that were working for the company that 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 the new mutants now work for, um, like the foreman of this construction group saw one of the rings and took it. He came up on loot. And when he did that, he broke the, like the chain, the protective chain, which then led to basically all the evil coming in and, and killed everybody. And so this, this was the walking dead were about the witch trying to get revenge on this dude. Cause she was hella pissed. Cause basically he, you know, he ended, he ended her, ta- he ended the sanctity of her town for greed. So it was like a little like moral, like, you know, kind of flip the script thing, you know, that reminding us that not everything that we see is what we think we think it is. Um, and so they roll back to, to the, to the, headquarters and their boss is hella pissed because through the process Ilyana threatened the 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 workers for you know even though they did something wrong she like threatened it with their lives and all the shit turns out the boss is karma mm. one of the original new mutants she's now uh, as it, i'll tell you for most of these mutants uh, pretty much are spending the world in hiding looking for their uh for surviving uh, to try and survive uh, from extinction, and then like every now and then one of these people just becomes like a billionaire. You got the uh, you got Roberto the Costa running AIM now. Apparently, yep. uh, apparently, Karma is now a billionaire running this uh, this 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 company. Um, but anyway, they work for her, and uh, and they're not sure what they're supposed to do because she's like, listen, you're supposed to go and investigate paranormal uh, issues. You're not the X Men. So there's a little back and forth between her and and Ilyana because Ilyana's kind of like the rebellious leader. Um, but I liked it, man. The characterizations were dope. I, I thought, I thought uh, the interactions between them felt real. Um, you know, Boom Boom was was sassy like she's supposed to be. Yana was oh, was, love was me some Boom yeah, Boom, right? Um, strong guy was you know big, dumb, lovable strong guy. We haven't seen him in a minute. Uh, you know, Ron was not like the X Force um, extreme. I'm going to kill you, Ron. She was back to or Rain. She's mm-hmm. back to being uh, you know the good old sweet Irish girl. Good. Um, so I, I really did think the characterizations were great. I thought the first issue set the tone. They get vamped into their their second mission at the end of the book. I won't I won't spoil that, but but it seems like it's going to be fun. I, I presume there's going to be more to it than sort of a uh, villain of the week, but it is a miniseries, so there's probably some like villain of the week stuff that's with an undertone that kind of plays out in the last issue or two. 
Um, Adam's art, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I am interested to see what a broader swath of readers think of it because he's not what I would call a uh, traditional superhero style. He's much scratchier, much looser. Um, I think it works in this setting for this type of book where there's a little bit of a paranormal feel. Um, if I'm keeping it 100, though, I think he makes a misstep in the way he draws Ilyana. Oh, the bangs. Dude. He how, how so? He draws her to be ugly. Yeah. Oh, like, hell no. He, he draws her real plain-faced, almost like with like sunken eyes and like kind of like a like a squat nose and like she's got real high bangs so it looks like she's got a five head yeah um, and then she's got it almost like she's got a mullet they got to hit right above the eyebrow son yeah so like so so it's it's a, <laughs> that's a little off-putting i mean he's hey man naked. i got bang i got bang issues don't don't see? talk to me about it see but so so i think there's a misstep there because to me Ilyana, you know when i think of Ilyana, i think of you know art adams Ilyana, you know what i mean exactly. like oh, i was yeah. just gonna say that oh, yeah. Hell yeah yeah but yeah. Ileana should be I, she should be drawn very sexy to the point where yeah, like she's quintessential Russian like you yeah, know but too young looking. too young sexy but short right almost like right almost like Lolita where you feel yes. bad to see so hot yes. don't look at her in the eye just, because of the darkness right, right? that exactly. don't, so, looking at you don't 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 look at her so I, I now but I, but again I don't want to I don't want that to be the focus of the review because. He made a choice. It's not one I would have made, but but it's not. But I don't. But overall, I think the art's really solid. I think the storytelling's solid. I think he's he was great at setting the right tone. I think the rest of the characters look spot on. He has fun with it. He, he's he's exaggerated in places that he 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 treats the comic like a comic. You know, the the the, the anatomy isn't one hundred percent perfect all the time because it doesn't need to be. He does it to tell a story. And so I, I do I do think the art overall is a win. But the fact that Ileana is the team leader and the centerpiece of the book, and and he draws her intentionally to kind of look like an ugly goth chick, it's a little bit of a of, of a of a spot for me. Um, uh, oh, David Elaine is in it. I've always been a fan of his prodigy. Um, he's kind oh, of oh nice, nice. He's kind of like the the right hand man uh, of uh, of the of, of Karma. So yeah, so it's off to a good start. You know, I mean, since it is a mini series, I, I suspect. This would be that kind of thing you just can read the collected edition or whatever. But um, so is it is it going to keep to this horror bent? I assume so because it's it's called New Mutants Dead Souls to keep it to keep it like in light with what the movie's going to do. You know, it's interesting that the movie because the movie might not ever come out. It seems like now. I know. Um, I, know. I, I was telling these guys that uh, I think what we saw the we saw the trailer for it uh, in front of Black Panther, if I'm not mistaken, recently. Oh, I yeah. saw it. Oh yeah. And and and. You know, my my kids are probably like most kids. They all they love the superhero movies, and um, and this was the one where I got to say the trailer didn't did did the movie no, no favors. No. I mean, my my oldest is fifteen, and he and I go to a lot of horror movies because the rest of my family don't like them. But he thought it looked stupid because he was like, "This doesn't look like a superhero movie." And it, it, the trailer looks like a Bloomhouse film. Like yeah, it looks very like, vague. It's vague. Yeah, and it's like approach. It looks like it's uh, you know like. Um, yeah, like like it's just I don't know. It looks like a like a psychological ghost thriller instead of a. You wouldn't even have any indication that this is unless you see the mar other than the Marvel um, logo at mm-hmm. the beginning of the trailer. You would have no indication this is involving mutants. No. And I know that it's the Demon Bear and the Shadow King supposedly, and I'm I'm down for that. Like I love mm-hmm. that. That's arguably one of the best X runs ever. But. We'll see. I mean, I don't. We, you know, look. I'll judge them. I will probably see it if it comes out one way or the other. I'll, I'll judge it for what it is. But, but I do think there's a misstep. So I don't know if this is, this was done with that in mind because because I don't think these are different characters doing different things. But I do think just based on the fact that it's called Dead Souls, 
and it's a mini series, it is probably going to have that that horror undertone, and that's fine by me. Like you know, a horror a horror superhero comic is fine by me. It's just that's a different story than turning a a, a Marvel movie into an actual horror movie, which that I don't know how that works with the audience. You know, that's that's going to be a tough sell, I think. But but uh, yeah, I give it I give it two thumbs up. I, I if, Adam, if you're listening, just just make make Leon a little hotter, dude. And then, you got, and then you got a winner on you. You know? Hey, you yeah, bring up a Russian good... Girl a little hotter. Seriously. You bring up a good point. When is Marvel, if ever, going to explore the, the darker side of the Marvel Universe? There's so many characters they could exploit. We, I mean, we have the supernatural with Doctor Strange, but I want to see... You know who I want to see. I know what you want to see. Who you want to see? You want to see the Monster Squad. Yeah, I want to see Man Thing. I want to see Werewolf by Night. Um, Dracula's public domain. Why not? Manphibian. I think that's probably their struggle. Is that those characters, even though they have versions of them, they're public domain. So they probably don't feel like it advances their. their Well, you can always switch Dracula with Morbius. Mm-hmm. Yes. True, true. And, and everybody true. and their brother has their version of Frankenstein monster. Yeah. So I don't think it's a stretch, but um, coming from the guy who doesn't really um, root for the movies, I would like to see a genuine Marvel horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might see me. You know, hopefully they'll include it. Maybe well, you're going to get one of the or... mutants. I mean, it is a horror film. I mean. You're going to get it if it comes out. I mean, they keep pushing it back. but Like, I would love to see, like, a Man-Thing cameo and Doctor Strange or, like, them going cool. to the nexus of realities. I think they, the Man-Thing is one where you can get it because I think that is unique enough that that yeah. – like, I could see Man-Thing being a part of all this. They, and they should do it in the post credit sequence like they did with Nick Fury and then with Thanos. Do the Man-Thing. Have the Man-Thing pop up at the end of every Marvel movie. There you go. You weren't saying that when they, had <laughs> you weren't saying that when they did Howard on Guardians. That's because I, <laughs> I didn't like the depiction of, of Howard in Guardians mm-hmm. all that much. Yeah. You know, Gil, you had an interesting, you guys on uh, Culture Trap had an interesting, you know, Sean Pryor, shout out, by the way, he'll be a hero. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, he brought up this idea of, uh, well, he posited a question to y'all about um, in today's world, especially with the power of these brands and uh, crossing over into movies and stuff. Is it possible for there to be a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2018 for something to for something like out of like just like balls crazy like just hitting with that kind of impact right from like a small indie book that's in yeah. this market that's that's a like that was just a hard thing like i told i said my opinion was that no there would not in this market there probably won't be something that is that is impactful as what eastman and laird did by like capturing lightning like that you, you already it, like, have it just who? Where? Walking Dead. Dead? No, yeah, I was, was going to say, that was the only... That, I no, was going to make that point. And yeah, even, on, no, and even on that podcast, I said the only thing that hit like that was Dead. Um, and But other than that, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Um, and that yeah, because if you, if you take the question a little bit broader, which is, you know, can, can you, as a indie creator, do your own thing and have success? I do think it's different now, but I do think a lot... A lot of guys and gals are making paper in different ways than they used to, right? Because of the fact that Hollywood is a Me Too world and they're all so desperate for their Marvel 
Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, the, yeah. I mean, like, the, so right it seems now, like lots of dudes can write a, an image book that sells 5,000 copies and nobody's actually reading it and they'll oh, get yeah. they'll get a movie deal. Like, you oh, know, yeah. they, or they get an option. And, and so they're and at least getting paid, right? We're in the world now of, like, everybody is hunting for not just, like, a character, but yeah. a universe. They want something that, like, you know, they want the Valiant package. They want the Marvel package. They want they want to know that, like, we're not just buying this. We are buying streams of of you know uh, uh, of 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 what we can make money out of and so like one a one off I don't know I don't I don't know if other than like you know and even let's let's be real even Walking Dead had its own had the image backing had the big eye on it you know um, but like I mean I, I don't know I mean it would it, it, it's it's really the fact that like these people are like scarfing up these properties like nobody's business, and they're looking to expound on not just the one, but you know, mm-hmm. the ex- you know, we got the extreme Netflix deal. We got like Hulu make dip in their toes. We got like everybody doing it. I mean, the bubble hasn't popped, but like, I don't think that there's one property that could just blow up like those two properties did in recent memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, Walking Dead came out when until uh, uh, fifteen years, 15 and years. like we're on its what eighth season. Oh, I thought, yeah, I mean, the comic's 15 years old. Yeah. 15 years old, and like the, the TV show is on its eighth or ninth season, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, still going strong. I mean, maybe the ratings are not, but that's natural. I hate when people are like, it's the worst season. It's the worst rating. And I'm like, dude, it's on its eighth or ninth season. Calm down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it started to turn around uh, this last uh, couple of episodes. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a hard I, – I can't think of anything in recent memory that would be a good example of that other than something that came out 15 years ago mm-hmm. or that would catch, like, wildfire like that. The closest, I think, like, from a comic book standpoint that hasn't yet made the leap is maybe Saga. Right. Um, like, if, like, if Saga – when and if and, – and, I mean, who's, who, who knows? When and if it ever makes that sense, uh, step and it would be expensive as fuck. Um. It, that could be one of them, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody, you know, regardless of every, all of us, we've been to a party, right? And someone comes up to us and says, "You know what comic I hear is really good?" From your average non-comics, mm-hmm. you know, reading, what do they all say? Saga. That's I now true. just I don't even I just interrupt people that say it, so <laughs> I can say saga. Don't 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 even finish the sentence. It's saga. I know, I know. Buy it, and that's all I say. Just buy it, go away, and leave me alone. <laughs> um, but that's the. <laughs> Because that's the obvious answer. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Saga, maybe. Maybe if it makes that step. But You know it what's funny st- that you bring it up for all of the love and adoration that BKV gets? Yeah. His, 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 big, his big books have never really no. crossed no. over. I mean, no. there was talk about, oh, can, you know, a why TV series forever it never happened. Ex Machina TV series never happened. No. Yeah, you're right. If if, if 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 Miller could do it, why can't why can't Vaughn? You know. Well, listen, and I mean, he has his feet, and he already has his feet in the toe with TV. Yeah, his past sure. history. It's not mm-hmm. like he doesn't have a precedent with that. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's interesting. I wonder why that is. I mean, one thing about Miller, regardless of what. Oh well, he's would, a showman. He's a huckster. Yeah, man. I mean that's the thing. Whatever he's like, we got problems in River comics, City, man. Yep, he. Uh, he's that dude. He he has been amazing at getting his stuff to to, oh, to be filmed. Oh my god, that guy's amazing! I got yeah. I wait with breath bated to see what they come up with for his shit. Mm-hmm. His I know Dap's excited really, about that too. Yeah, his stuff has been great of, of, as of <laughs> late. Like, well, <laughs> sorry, Dap. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kingsman. There you yeah, go. but uh, well, Kingsman. Okay, maybe Kingsman, but like, I don't know. 
that second well, we'll movie. see what happens with the Netflix deal. Yeah, yeah, the second movie was kind of busted. I gotta say, Kick Ass, you know, I guess was like maybe a cult mm-hmm. favorite. Um, oh, the movie, you mean? Yeah. But the thing is, is like right now in these days, there's so much amazing quality books out there that any one of them could hit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I like I I read books all the time, and I'm thinking to myself. This could be something major if someone picked it up. If it wasn't just us talking, like I look at like what you know, Scores is doing in 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 with his image work, and I'm like, that's an amazing book. That could be picked up and be really funny, and I could see a Seth Rogen like producing a Maestro's like Ooh, series. Maestro's, yeah, yeah. I mean, like just the dick jokes alone um, mm-hmm. <laughs> would be like right up his alley. Um, but, you know, and that's the thing. We are rife with this. This is a land, like I tell people all the time, if you wanted to jump in on a comic book, price restrictions withstanding, this is a great time. I'm like, there is something for you. Slice of life. You got your, you, you want your New Yorker book of the week, like I, I, I you know, the Monsters book? Sure. Um, like, there's stuff for everybody, but it's all about what makes it out into the aid of social media first, because you got to have that social media shit. And Millar has, like, is a tyrant with that. And then you got to like go out there, but you know, most of these writers are not those kinds of showmen, you know, mm-hmm. these are guys in their homes, usually singular kind of position. They're drawing, they're creating. And so that's why a lot of these guys have PR people or do their own PR. And if more of those guys were like that, you know, we might get another teen Titans. like McFarland. When we talk about figures, he was ahead of the curve on many respects. On yeah, that. far ahead. Um, yep. Now you're talking Vince's language. Well, let's transition like, into that. So one of the yeah, things we so told like, you, we like Gil. So for our listeners that don't know, Gil is uh, well. They know that the three of us uh, are not what we would consider hardcore action figure collectors. Now Vince likes toys and, and kaiju and, and vinyl for sure, but but we don't. None of us are regularly picking up uh, uh, action figures off the racks. And uh, whereas Gil, our man Gil. Is, I am uh, an avid collector. Yes, you um, are an avid action figure collector. I am an avid action figure collector of the last 20, 25 years. Um, my, the only, the only uh, rule I have is I collect six-inch figures because mm-hmm. I want all of my figures to be uniform and were, <laughs> it'd be like, what if Dread walked into, like, you know, and I do have a, yeah, I have a Dread, I have all those guys. Um, and so I've been collecting as much as I've been uh, collecting books now. And I got them up to like 12 boxes of like action figures that I have like in closets and shit. Um, and like the action figure market is much like, you know, other than the straight venom of comic book fans, which we don't have that in this, <laughs> in this forum, um, is pretty much the same. I mean, except for like this is an actual, there's no, you know, digital or any kind of component to that. It is a physical product, finite run. Uh, you know those China, those 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 factories in China don't turn out like once they print them out there they don't they don't make another mm-hmm. um, and so you have your premiums much like you would your uh, you know your, your your comic book pages we have our versions of that we have our versions of dealers uh, who uh, sell high end ones you know customs uh, as well and it's a you know it's it's a, it's it's a, it's a it's an expensive market I'm not gonna lie. Like if I, I could. How much are figures these days? Uh, let's see. Marvel Legends are about twenty. Uh, so is uh, DC Collectibles. A lot of the uh, DC Directs are about twenty twenty five. Mm. Um, and that is if you can get them in the stores. But mm-hmm. with more stores, and of course the big thing that happened, and and and, and Wood can know, knows about this from the finance world, is the loss of one of the major uh, toy outlets. 
of Toys R Us uh, recently yeah. uh, that is going through bankruptcy. And so that has made everything because that used to be a place where there would be exclusives. A lot of the toy industries were was mainlining those stores. And now with that gone, you know, now things are going to and this is the, one of the few times that things are now going to reflect back on the mom and pop shops. All those places that you would get, you know, you would go to your mass market will now go back to the independent sellers. And so now the trend is going to be you can't just and this is and I fear for all of you guys, those regular folks who don't buy toys. But when you are going to someone's party, some kids party, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't bring anything. Let me get a toy. You're not going to find that place anymore. Um, you're going to be shit out of luck. And your wife's going to look at you with a dirty look. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so get used to that. Um, but. Uh, it's a it's it's an interesting market. We have I have figures that I bought at twenty bucks and now run into the hundreds. Um, the and that's out of the box, like even out of the box. Like I have a uh, a McFarland what is called a McFarland Spidey that's usually out of the box is three three hundred, uh, and that's just a little toy, you know that. Mm-hmm. Or you know, there's four, there's five hundred dollar ones, six hundred dollar ones, and then we're not even talking about now. There are these specialty ones where uh, Mezco are figures that are $80 a pop um, per figure. But they use – so say if they release a Wolverine, the Wolverine has lever, real lever, real like sewn in like uh, spandex and all that. It's like a, a upgraded like Mego uh, uh, figure, but it's in the six-inch scale. And so those actually go for – sometimes those ones – are 700, 800s when they're off the market. Wow. So it's, it's, it's a ridiculous thing. And the thing is, you've got to strike when it's hot. Like you, much like the comics, like you got to get that, that run when it comes out because if you don't and you yeah. miss it, that window is gone and then it's going to go and increase into the two to $300 range. Well, so let's talk about that. Like with the Marvel Legends, I know that uh, that, that latest run came out and I know you always show them off uh, lovingly. Oh, that run them. is amazing. That was and, such a that was an X Force run. I had to get it. Yeah, and I mean, it. Uh, of course, you, you you shouted it out to me because it had a Domino figure with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like, are there um, like I don't know what are there six six in a run or seven in a run? Uh, they're usually about seven or eight in a run. Okay, uh, and, and, and usually and, those have build a figure pieces. The build a figure right, for yeah. this is. The Sasquatch, uh, Sasquatch which yeah. was, I loved it. Uh, so, so though, like when this line's coming out, like you know it's coming out on a certain date, and then do you like do you go and hit up Target and Toys R Us and Walmart to try and get well, it? Well, like, much like any other community, you or go to the community boards and people spot them. Uh, they spot them in the wild. Sometimes you get you could you could figure them out by where people are posting that they got them. So, mm-hmm. say for instance, right now there's a Walgreens Silver Surfer that's coming out soon. It's been spotted in Mexico. Which means that it's going to hit the the uh, West Coast market soon, which then will trick it to the Midwest and then to the East Coast. So there's like a, you know just like anything else, it's just, you track it through the boards, mm-hmm. figure out where it's going to hit. Sometimes like like Toys R Us did something real sneaky where they kind of knew that they were going bankrupt, and so they sold about four waves of Marvel Legends that were going to be stretched out for a year in the span of three months. Oh, is that right? Yes, so they sell. They sold about thirty-eight premium twenty to twenty-five dollar figures. Wow! In the span of three months, and and the thing was is that they were, uh, they had a date of release that some stores were keeping with, and some stores were not. And so that, of course, 
escalated the, 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 the second market. And so people were selling them because some Toys R Us were holding to their sell dates and some weren't. And so like people were buying those cases as they come into for like hundreds of dollars, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Um, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a market. I mean, you, more and more, just like I was watching, and this is an interesting thing for you readers out there. Complex uh, has a, web, uh, a, a website, a, a YouTube and they do uh, things about creators and the business sides. And so for creators, they talk to Todd McFarlane. And he talked about the business side of action figures and why he made that move. Um, and to and, be clear, I mean, you and Vince would know this better than us, but, but as I understand it, the McFarlane stuff's even rarer, right? Like it's almost like yes. pure niche collector stuff, right? Yes. Like McFarlane stuff used to be, you could find it anywhere. But then as it became more detailed and more – and his thing was, is like, listen, I, I don't mass produce. I when I do my thing, I draw them. They mock it up. I look, and he is painstakingly in every process of that. So McFarland figures above and beyond have better sculpts, and you know they don't have as much. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of glorified statues, but they the, the sculpting on that was so, and it's kind of like what you know, kind of like what Image did to uh, what do you call that? What was that? What was that uh, company that had the coloring? That uh, Marvel and Marvel bought or Marvel, no, it was for, ah, forget it. Malibu. Okay. There you go. Malibu. When they took they took the coloring uh, from Malibu, McFarland did the same thing. He was just like, you know what? I'm going to when Marvel when 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 things like the NFL and baseball saw that these Mar McFarland uh, figures, all the old starting lineup stuff. Yeah, then he's still doing it. Still, were so detailed and so like lucrative that he was like he, that made him. He he said the baseballs that he bought that we all scoff at um, was such a door opener for whenever he would go to the MLB for them to like you know because they were like well this guy must be a real fan he must really believe in this so we're gonna give him the MLB license to put out these things and he made much more money than he did by buying those crappy fucking baseballs that became a you know you know out of sync after like six months when uh, when my man my well my former Dominican he used to be Dominican. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, Sosa, Sosa. Yeah. fucking vampire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's frightening, isn't it? Well, yeah, we gave up on him. We let him go. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but that became lucrative to him, and so McFarland now, like, really, he sits atop an empire that is still. Even of course, he sold his soul and did some kiss stuff because um, you know Gene got to get his money. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, and, and it's uh, more and more. I find myself like really enjoying it, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because these are like unchanging physical representations of characters that I love, mm-hmm. and you know, regardless of what and you, you buy, all the Legends figures or, or only the ones. I the pretty much buy like? all the Legends figures that I like, uh, and or if it's a, a B or C less character. I just okay. bought a Prowler. We were joking about him, and I just mm-hmm. bought a Prowler. And I needed that Prowler because Prowler's awesome. Um, you got the Death's Head 2 figure? I got the Death's Head. I got nice. the Death's Head. I said, I got love for Marvel UK. Hey, man, Motormouth. I was just going to say Motormouth. They made an X-Nilo figure? They made an huh? X-Nilo figure? That's crazy. I'm they, looking did at make it. they did make an X-Nilo That's crazy. Figure. They made wow. an X-Nilo figure. They, they really touch upon like different uh, storylines from time to time. Well, they got and a Killmonger from back in a minute ago. They got a Killmonger. That's I got nice. the Killmonger. I got all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And I don't. And I don't just buy Marvel Legends. I bought the. You know, when I saw Sakai had a, uh, uh, a, a Yoshagi uh, in that looked like it literally stepped out of Sakai's work. I said I had to have that, and that's like because I love. It's it's not enough for me to like see them on the page or 
I'm also an avid video gamer or play them in video games or watch them in TV. I like looking at these things. I used to have a, my, my wife, before she turned her office, into the, the, this room into her office, I used to have a wall of all these figures, and it was like my bonsai tree. And whatever mm-hmm. shitty little fucking day I had, I would just look at my bonsai tree. I would turn, I would like just make sure that my stuff looked good, and it would calm me down and all that kind of stuff. So it, I kind of stay with that. So, although I got to get that wall back. She's, I was gonna say, what do you do now? You pull them out of the. I pull them out. She she cracks me up because she's always like, I can tell when you have a bad day because I can see a box of figures is right next to the couch, <laughs> and so you'll just like pose them. Uh, and then just like uh, so, sometimes she'll see them like she'll see like a Deadpool like shooting a gun at her when she's like nice. coming, um, coming to the coffee table um, or shit like that. She's like, I always find action figures you put in random places doing something stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's how I mess with her. That's that's for me to let her know I need my action figure wall back. So I'm gonna put a Black Widow reading a book on top of the toilet just to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, that's how I roll. Um, but I, I and that's the thing that led me into thinking like, oh, do I, if I enjoy this more than the comics, maybe I something's wrong, and maybe that's just a Marvel thing. I just you know, but whatever. I, I really enjoy it. But the only thing is that much like anything, it takes up a lot of space. Uh, plastic degrades, so you have to like bag them. It, it, it comes with everything else that you would have with a physical uh, hobby, as we have. Um, yeah. And maybe that's because I'm just a voracious direct, uh, collector, as with anything. Hmm. I was deep into. I do need a Mastic figure. <laughs> I do what need a Kevin Mastic figure, the, the, the David. I got one. You got one. All right. <laughs> Initially, I was into the Marvel Legends. Um, I have the. I have two Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got. I don't two. have. I oh, don't have a complete funny. Sentinel. I that's have. Cool. I, I have half a Sentinel. You could sell that for money too, my friend. Oof. That'll make you money. I got an Apocalypse. I have an onslaught, a Modoc. Like I would buy the figures just to make I, the build a figure. But those I, build a figures are worth money. Really? They're seventy bucks, eighty dollars. Hmm. But that's the thing. The 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 price point on the Marvel Legends got too high for me. Like yes. twenty dollars yes. for an action figure. If I'm going to drop twenty bucks, I'm buying it from Japan. Like I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna. They mess got the with good it. stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, the Japanese. They really know what to do. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to a, but the um, the pull's they, not that's there. I bought. No, it's for me. I don't know what it is. I mean, I like just like like the other day. I just went through all my boxes and then I was like, oh, let me make the X Force team, and I made X Force. Mm-hmm. Or if like, let me make. And I can make like I can make the champions. I can make like I could just put all that shit together and just look at it and be like, oh, there they are. You know. Um, my fondest wish is that when I retire, thank God for old three B, um, <laughs> is that uh, I want to have like a room where I just like put them all up and just have all the universes, you know, just like represented and just sit there and just like, and you know, I don't know what I would do after that, but I'd probably just die. Uh, but that's a good <laughs> thing. Um, but um, but yeah, no, that's my fondest wish. So we'll see how that goes if she'll let me do it, because um, you know you got to put it up against, could put it to the boss. Um, <laughs> Because the boss is king, um, but no, it, it's and, and I like and of course there's other things like uh, uh, if you like seeing like comic book covers redone using existing figures, there's this, there's a thing called uh, articulated comic book art where guys will recreate uh, famous covers 
and or moments uh, using like Marvel Legends or DC comic books. So, you know, you got your, you know, your crisis on infinite earth, Superman crying over Supergirl or, uh, you know, a recreation of uh, Laird's TMNT covers, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. And I like, I enjoy that too. Um, but it's a hard one. It's, 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 you got to track them down. You got to make, go to store runs. I, I do everything online now. I'm too old. I'm too old to do that shit, man. Uh, I'm too old. So, like, that. when when like the new legends come out, you just go to. I buy a case. Oh, you do. Nice. I don't fuck around. I buy a case. I don't fuck around. I ain't got no kids. I know. No, I got, sure. So, I do you go to like Big Bad Toy Store and just pre-order? Uh, Big Bad Toy Store, uh, Dorkside Toys, a good one. Okay. Uh, those are good places. Um, they sell a lot of the single ones. So, if you want your Domino, you can get them right now. A I Domino my Domino you. right now. Got your Domino. Okay, get your just Domino. Now. Oh, get a cable, man. That cable is amazing. It is the best. Representation of the six inch. <laughs> well, for Vince, if Vince wants one for his table, the cable one right now of recent memory is probably the best looking, you know, uh, action figure representation of a Liefeld cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the I ordered the uh, I ordered the Great Deadpool as well. Okay, yeah, the Great Deadpool. That's a good one. Uh, that one has the flashing eye. It's got the the, the big shoulder pads, the big honking gun. Uh, that's 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 a standout. That just came out in the last two weeks. Oh, uh, actually, the last two months. Yeah, no, that's cool. But that's a great one. But it, it you know, it it, it comes. It, it's a great. I love it. I mean, uh, I have an addictive personality, and thankfully, I don't put. So say we all. Yes, I don't. I don't put nothing in me except the weed. But other than that, I just <laughs> buy without. Uh, oh, and my. Oh, by the way, the strain tonight was lemonade. Uh, <laughs> oh, lemon lemon sugar cookies. Lemon sugar cookies. Um, but. <laughs> But it's fun. I enjoy it. It, it gives me a simple. It gives me it's a simple pleasure is to just like have these physical representations of the heroes that I love. It, it's kind of a mini version of having like you know a Bowen statue. Um, but I, I ain't got the cheddar for Bowen statues riddling my place. Right. Um, well, the but, Bowen statues have been on pause for a minute. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and so everybody's like, "What is the next one?" Because he's like, he's such a. I'm a member of the boards and uh, like his board, and I check in like once every couple of months just to see. And there's always some some uber diehard fan that says, oh, "I I I talked to Randy and 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 he's he's coming back soon as soon as his divorce is finalized." I'm like, "Dude, his divorce been going on for five years now." Damn. I'm like, "I feel like we all are we're all, we're all grasping at straws now. Like, how can dude be like? I don't even. I mean, I don't know the dude's finances, but like, damn. I mean, he hasn't worked in five years. He can't be. I don't know. Like." I hope he comes back because I all of my statues are Bowens, but oh, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. He ain't coming back. He done. Once the wife yeah. gets it, that's it. <laughs> all life is all life is done. <laughs> you don't want to. My balling is Paladin figure. The Paladin figure. You know. Oh, D. You know what? I'll give you the Paladin figure. I oh have. shit! I don't want it. <laughs> you just I just wanted the leg. I just wanted it for the leg. <laughs> What about Lasher? Did you buy the Lasher? Because I see that. That's... Uh, I don't want to buy the Lasher, but I gotta get the Lasher for the piece, man. Oh. Who the fuck wants Lasher? Nobody wants like third or fourth level like fourth uh, level symbiote. Uh, uh, symbiote. Nobody wants like you just want Venom or Carnage. No one's like you know what I need. I need a thirty-five dollar Lasher figure. Nobody's saying that. Um, be real. I don't. That, that was just like we got this plastic and we got these molds. Let's just put them in green and that's it. Yeah, it's hysterical. Um, no. <laughs> Um, but no, D. I'll say I'll give you that. Give me, give me, give me, uh, give me fifteen dollars. I'll give you that. That, that uh, nice. Uh, that uh, Paladin. I don't we'll need do a swap. Yeah, man. You gonna come to Heroes? When is Heroes? Oh Shoot. man, that means you're not coming. You gotta right? ask. You're not coming. <laughs> this is my first. To be honest, the Awesome Con is my first like out of state. You know. This oh, it's like, a, 
This is me like putting my my oh June oh, okay I might be able to do June. You know da, you know Daryl and Hassan and, and Campbell will be down there for sure. Oh I know that I know that. This is me dipping my toes in this whole thing. Uh, I know I'm excited for you man. I heard Awesome Con's pretty fun. So uh, you know I'll be staying at Tom's place. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna be you know Hassan TK. Be... You get that level now where they open the doors like you get that VIP I entrance. I know. You think I'm not gonna be to his left? <laughs> It really is amazing, right? Every like, picture you go see, you go see me on the left hand side, like I'm with him. He's um, like he's like hanging out with Frank Miller on the on the oh, like yeah. one on oh, one. Yeah. It's crazy. It is it is weird, and I know that it's going to be weirder than knowing I'm like sitting on laying on his futon. Um, but it, it's going to be. I mean, I I'm I like I wrote it in a post before. When you see your friends prosper like that and they're mm-hmm. doing well, you can only there's nothing but you just feel pride and happiness for them. Yes. Um, and he's just doing immense work. I mean, I just read his latest uh, Mr. Miracle with the Furies in oh the waiting God, room. Dude, we were talking about that last oh, week, yes. number seven. Oh, yes. my Holy God. Shit. Just the thought of the female Furies in a regular waiting room. Like, just like. I know, dude. <laughs> I was telling Vince hadn't read it at the time, but we were telling him how it was. Did you read it, Vince? It was just, it was fucking hysterical. With like the that, knife, just, and then. And then with the knife, like, and oh you're like, God. you know, I'm going to kill you with it at some point. <laughs> yeah. Use it. She's like, yeah, use it, use it to help the, the baby, but then I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up killing Just you. Just give it, it back yeah. to me because I'm. Uh, this is the knife I'm gonna ske- skewer you with. Um, amazing work. Like the thing like- about about Tom is that, uh, and I know you guys have the same issue probably. It's like. We we sing his praises so often, and I know it must sound like we're just bigging up our boys. Yes, yes. But it's it's just legit. Yeah. You know, we read we read hundreds of comics collectively a month, and yeah. and 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 he just consistently writes comics now where where the three of us all happen to think they're great. Mm-hmm. And and you got to talk about those because there are few and far between where where you just you all universally love a comic nonstop. So it just so happens is by our homie. I mean that which is amazing. It's like yeah. incredible. Like occasionally when I sit there and I'm hanging out with him and we're talking and he gives me like a little tease of something. I'm always like, fuck you. That is just amazing. I I hate the fact <laughs> that that sounds so interesting and I won't be able to see that for months. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just amazing. You know like, what? I, it's it's funny you say that because back at Heroes, what Dap like three years ago, maybe before he did Vision, he had just agreed to do Vision, mm-hmm. and he was sitting there. To, we were having drinks. It was all of a sudden, and he he was telling us how he just got the gig to do Vision. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, all right, you know, good for our boy. Like he's he's got a chance to do like a C list book. Like they're giving him a shot. Like cool. Like that's cool. Like you know, thinking it was probably just going to be like just a book, just like one of those million books that DC and Marvel put out of these characters that you just that, that you forget about, but. But but if the writer does a good job, then he gets a bigger book. You know, little did I know at the time, as he's telling us about this, that it was going to be you know like <laughs> like massively critically acclaimed and 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 uh, you know new next level, right? Hey man, I still remember when he was selling Once Crowded Sky. Oh yeah, giving, giving out magnets, um, and like I got to get these boxes out of my house. <laughs> my wife's killing me. Um, or when now, he took over uh, when he was doing the the, the Grayson. I remember he was at a con. I forget what con it was, but it was it was basically him at a table with no banner art, all the all the ones crowded sky books, and then like a little handwritten piece of paper that said co-writer of Grayson. Was that Baltimore or <laughs> maybe? Was that... I don't know, but it was like you know, and and now now he's got the lines wrapping around buildings. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I and I want to and I know he listens to this show, Tom. I want to apologize in advance for the snoring. Uh, I want to let you know it happens you need a CPAP, when I drink. Son? I know I should get a CPAP. Um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's how you know. I'm a, you gonna turn me into Dan Connor? God damn it! 
Um, <laughs> just drinking beers in the garage or sleeping in a CPAC. Um, but, um, yeah, I should. But I, I apologize, Tom. Uh, I don't mean to. I brought chocolates for your wife because, you know, having a heaven in your house like me, uh, you know, you got to bring a gift to the wife. Uh, so I'm have, hopefully have a great time just mooching um, and telling people sitting at his table he's not here yet. <laughs> Because it is always well known at Tom when he's at conventions, he was rarely at his table except for when he has to sign. So, uh, it's I, long gone are the days though when someone mistakes Daryl for Tom, which oh my god, no, those days are for, are long gone, and they know, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but uh, what are you gonna do? He's 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 king. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, but hey, I, I also want to thank you guys for coming to my soirees every now and then. Even oh, though you and Vince, even though you and Vince, can't, uh, uh, Dave and Vince can never hang. <laughs> listeners, dear listeners, can I tell you for all <laughs> the wild and woolly stories you've heard about these gentlemen, you give them two hours in a nice sedate place <laughs> and, a swallow, and a swallow yes. of some tequila. <laughs> They will start to fade fast. Boy. We're falling well, asleep. That, days, man. that, that sushi long put us out, man. That sushi, that sushi was incredible. God damn it. The women that were at that joint oh, was I know, but dude, it wore, it wore us out, though. Like, yeah. We ate a lot of sushi. That was a lot of sushi. <laughs> we ate a lot of sushi. fucking sushi oh. for days. There's a lot yeah. of sushi walking around, too. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> check yourself, man. You not me. Not me. But we were all gentlemen. We were proper villains, God damn it. Yeah. That's true. Well, next time we'll remedy that. We won't be. We'll be all oh. we'll be all over that. Oh damn! Look at you. I fell we're asleep. All married, we're all married men. I uh, know. What are you talking about? <laughs> corruption in the club. You need I'm to hang saying out corruption in the club. I'm like, what are oh, you talking about? Ooh. <laughs> what? Put your key in the put your key in the jar. <laughs> I you got to be fair to David. I fell asleep first. Okay, that's. I I was nodding off. My first. my head was in my lap, and and David kept. <laughs> Nudging me I would shit. think that a Zappa man like yourself would be up until like the wee hours, like hanging from the fucking chandelier. Well, this last year was 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 low key because number one, it was very we, we eating the sushi. Number two, Daryl had had the incident. Oh yes, he did. So nobody was really up for like there was no energy to build off of. No, like you know you need you need one or two people that are hyped to get everybody else back back like uh, second next time. Wave. I think I'm going to make it a house party. I'm going to open I'm going to open it up a little bit more. Ooh. Or so maybe like we could yeah we could invite like you know sushi some industry people <laughs> some sushi yeah man. oh then that was course, definitely that was, an upgrade was, from the previous year with the pizza that, incident uh, yeah that previous year where oh I, boy ah <laughs> uh, no 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 yo no. just be careful you're going into uncharted ground here if you want to hey, go hey, let me tell you, the pizza incident is, is is not held in high regard yeah, no everybody remembers the pizza that horse has been twitching for years <laughs> ooh ooh. Julian rolled up, no shame in his game. Oh, I'm gonna get up in this pizza. <laughs> no shame in his game. Yeah. Oh, you guys knew we were coming? You ordered like, pizza? Yeah, it's like a halfway house up in here. <laughs> There's three pizzas for like twenty grown ass men, and we're all big gentlemen. No, I ordered one. I mean, one was small little dude. But... It was still not enough. It was, but, and yeah. everybody loves mentioning the fact when I admit, I did not put in enough pizza, and how everybody by like one in the morning was looking at me like I was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> yeah, we and were I turned all like... Into, like I turned into like a ham hock. When they exactly. looked at me. <laughs> We're like that... Pookie. We're like Chris Rock. We're like, like we're like sucking on a on a on a on a pinky finger, trying to 
That was a good rib we had, that one rib. <laughs> How much for a rib? But that was the year we got wrecked. Yes, yeah, did yes. Get wrecked. Well, we all got wrecked. Some more than others, but yeah. Yes, yes. That was a good one. That was a good one. I remember that one. That we almost found one. out what happens when you defile an Uber vehicle. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Found, found that out. Well, we shout, out. Shout, shout out to Uber. <laughs> shout out Uber to Uber. Oh my God. Stuff. Yeah, right. I know. You saw that? Yeah. See, it's happening, man. Sex robots, the Uber cars. T-1000 is coming next. Oh, yes. Cyberdyne, yes. Skynet, the whole thing. All right. Let's, the comics? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Let's let's talk about some <laughs> comics here. Yes. Well, go ahead, bro. <laughs> Talking to me? Any, go anyone. You got something to shout out? Shout it out. What do I want to On the Terrifics, number two. Okay. I love it. Love it. This book has taken me by storm. And App. Yes. Um, And and Jason. (laughs) I love it. I didn't expect a whole lot. In fact, I had to go back in time and tell Christina at DCBService.com that, yo, I didn't order this because I was stupid. Could you please add it to my Mm -hmm. order? And, you know, Jason, that's what Vince is going to be doing with Domino Ships. Oh, I know. Oh, for real. I need a case of Domino. Um, I ordered every, 200 copies. So. Every cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good exchange. But uh, written by, let me get this uh, up here. Oh, don't tell me they put it at the end. They did. They did. Because that, that's when I told you that uh, about the art team. Hold on, I got yes. it in front. The storytellers are Jeff Lemire and Ivan Heiss. With a little help from Jose Luis, not the Garcia Lopez, just Jose Luis, uh, Vicente Cifuentes and Jordi uh-huh. Tarragona are the inkers, and Marcello Milo uh, on colors. Mm. Not a whole lot happens in the narrative um, from the first issue. The um, we're, we're we're talking to uh, Linya a little bit our uh, Legion tie-in and we get a little bit of a backstory for her, mm-hmm. but it, it's basically the, the, the group getting back from the dark multiverse, the thing on which they were, they landed that huge creature, that Kirby-esque giant comes to life. The not a celestial. It's not a celestial, but it, no, it may as well be. Um, it's, it's disgusting and it's falling apart and they're in its innards and, uh, uh, Linya is just regales them with her, uh, Superman-esque origin story. It, it, mm-hmm. it's very, yes. very, very similar to, yeah. to how Kal-El got here, but, uh, with a, with a portal and, and very well-meaning parents, but they screwed up a little bit. You think they'd learn. You think. <laughs> And is this is this her before? And this is like her before she actually joins the Legion because it seems like she's younger. No, this is not. This is not this the is not this girl. girl. No, that's Tinya. Right? No. That's oh, Tinya. Okay. It's, it's a, a yeah. Person. It's a okay. cousin okay. or it's it's a relative. Same planet, okay, different girl. But the right. cool thing about Linya is she's very young when her parents put her in the escape pod. What yes. what would you say about eight? Looks like yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And she gets sucked into the portal and distributed into the dark multiverse onto the body of this this creature. And she actually, she's alone. She, there's Lives. no, 
no one else but these spider creatures. And they, the, it is a very cool page where they show her actually maturing. I'm the, the, her ship show, disintegrating. They, as, right, as, exactly. As, uh, they show her maturing and her ship getting not so much. But I'm thinking Linya's got to be a little crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. If anyone's that, that isolation, yeah. exactly, just sitting in one spot for years and years with alien spiders running around you, and you have no, it, no it, I mean, you'd have to go absolutely bonkers, stuck it, in phantom it, form, it, so you yeah, can't touch phantom, anything, yeah, right? Yeah. But um, Mister Terrific pledges to, you know, maybe help her out. They they take the antenna from the the body of this um, not a celestial, and they they. He, uh, Mr. Terrific wants to study it. The, the the thing that was projecting the image and the message of Tom Strong saying, yo, I'm probably dead. I need you to help me self save the universe. And they don't know who he is. They they have no idea who Tom Strong yeah, they're like, is. They're like, who this? Yeah. Uh, we could tell them, so, but unfortunately it was a different shard, a uh, different layer of the, the DC universe. So... They get back to the present, and the best scene in the book, Metamorpho kisses his beloved Sapphire, and Plastic Man's like, this is, <laughs> I'm going to be sick. And uh, Linya's like, aw, I think, I think that's kind of cute. So she's, you know, he, the Legion tie-in, number one, the, the fact that she seems to be a compassionate, energetic kid that's maybe insane. I like this character a lot. I, she is the... The, the main character in this book for me. I, there's, I, I can see, I will be interested. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see where she goes. There's not, I have a deeper connection to Rex mm-hmm. and to Plas. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, her being added to the team is neat. And and I want to see where it's going, but I am not. She's she's not the draw for me yet. Um, and it's not so much that it. It's not when I got out of that page. It wasn't just Plastic Man's reaction to Sapphire and Rex kissing. Is that she ran up to him saying, "Oh, Rexy," and and that it's Plastic Man is probably my absolute favorite. Of the team, um, nice, nice. It's, it's it's Plastic Man, Metamorpho, then Phantom Girl, and then Mister Terrific. Um, Who is it? He he is dead. <laughs> I love this Terrific Man. I love that they put that in. I was like, yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, the uh, I, I had to make that panel my uh, my yeah, cover photo on Facebook. It was great. Um, the the um, I do like this Mr. Terrific over the um the the short intro we got in the first in, in, in the first JSA book only because um this is also based on the little I've read of him over the years. I, I um never read his introduction until till this week. But the like you said, Vince, there wasn't a whole lot actual it was it was a quick read, but I, it, it kind of had to be because of the because of the double page spreads, but because of the action that I mean, they were on the not a for a while. They were pulled back, and then 
things move a bit. Um, and then we all come back together again at the end. So it was, it, it, it wasn't, what I say was a quick read. It's because it was, it was, it was fast paced, but between the artists on the book, there is a lot to just have your eyes dwell on. You, you're not, you're not, you shouldn't be reading this fast, even though it's a fast paced story. It, it's, there's still a lot to take in on. Like, like, like Gil pointed out with the disintegrating ship, um, with the, uh, with, with just the, the expressions from some of the characters and, and, uh, the detail that they put in. I mean, Metamorpho alone has, has a ton of detail on them, but there's the, yeah. did you notice the, his one leg in the, the, uh, cliffhanger on the last page? Yeah. Can we, can we push the fact that he's the thing of the group yeah. any yes. harder? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, this is, this is absolutely one of the, um, one of the best books DC's putting out oh, right now. I think I, this I, is the I top tier. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. But there are two hooks to this. Um, Linya can't. They come back to the DC universe proper through the portal. She can't slip out of phantom form. If she yes. does, if she does, yeah, shit shit blows explodes. up. Yeah. And two, Mister Terrific was was leaving, and he was yanked back to the other three. It seems. Like they cannot be out of proximity with each other yeah. for for an extended period, they have to be close to each other from being probably in the dark multiverse. Something happened to them while they were there, where they they need to be near each other. Which I think is an yeah. awesome hook that is going to create the family dynamic of the Fantastic Four, but it's also gonna create the dysfunctional family of the fantastic four is this a surrogate fantastic four i don't want to say it it's you know it sure feels like it at, at this point but right. i don't care i think it's fun the visuals mm -hmm. are outstanding there there's some panels in this book where i will just let i i i, I come to a dead stop and I just look at the process, the mm -hmm. the, the panel where the, the yeah, fingers he's, he's are, are protruding through the portal. Oh, my goodness. That panel is money. There and is I, no, there are no panels where you would just have someone's head, someone talking, and then a, a purple or orange or bluish background. Every panel has something behind every character is there's there's just backgrounds there's rocks there's technology there's yeah. just there's kirby dots yes mm -hmm. there's that there, nothing is just nobody decided to just draw a panel to move things along and yep. i have a deadline to meet and and yep. i'm just you know you just need to see somebody talking it doesn't that you actually feel like you are everywhere these characters are yep yep the the muted colors of the double page spread where they did her origin story. Oh, the flashback. Yeah, yes. yes. shout out to uh, Marcelo Maiolo Mialo, who did the colors. Yeah, He's, that, he, that, his that colors that look was was killer. His yes. colors pop on this thing. And and Ivan Heiss is one of those dudes. He's forty one. He's been at comics for a minute, dude. Like, mm -hmm. like he's definitely every now and then we'll we'll, we'll throw out people we think are underappreciated. He's one because I'm not going to say every book he's ever been on. 
has been a book that I've clamored to read. But every time I ever have read a book he's done, the visuals have been on point. Yep. Oh, yes. I mean, he's come a long way from 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 Lady Death, which is where we got to start. I mean, Holy that's and those, crap, those really. issues are good, too. Mm-hmm. I'm still buying them. I mean, he was a cross-gen dude. Like, yeah. Yep. I mean, he's, a, he's an OG. But uh, the, if you look at the power sets of, of all four characters, yes, it, it's DC's Fantastic Four. Someone, course, yeah. someone who can stretch, someone who can... You got a powerhouse in Metamorpho. You have the... It's in, it's the, the fire dude. The, well, maybe. We'll get another one. Yeah. yeah. The the big brain, the big brain, yep. In Miss in, in uh, Mister Terrific, and you have the intangibility of uh, Linia, which is mimics the inv- invisibility uh, powers of Sue Storm. I I just think this book is wonderful, all around really wonderful. Is. And yeah. the fact that they're keeping it at two ninety nine is crazy. Yep. The the energy of the book so far has been amazing. Yep, yes. yep, yep, yep. But I will say. Doc Shaner is going to have a extremely hard act to follow when he comes on this. Yeah, but well, I he's like, Doc Shaner though, so I like Shaner. Though. That's <laughs> yeah. oh, I think Shaner's great, but he's great I, for this book. That's one of the things that's book. bugging me about this whole um, new age of DC heroes: how they they established a first arc with a creative team, and then second arc. Oh. Oh, you know what? We're going to switch it up a little bit. Not a good look. I think they should have if they should have planned ahead. If they were going to pull artists from these books and put them on something else, they shouldn't have put those artists on these books. I think they should have did at least a, you know, six issues to a year with a, with a creative team just to establish the book. To pull an artist off a book 3 you know, 3 issues in, that's not a good look. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Do you don't agree? No, no, I do. I just I don't know if I don't know if there were circumstances. Like I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there were some, circumstances. Some of them have circumstances. Yeah. Like JRJR is going off to do uh, the you know Miller's book at some point, and um, so he's going to be gone. And you know, honestly, some of these guys are not like thirty dayers. You know, they're not they're not monthly guys. So I I, I knew right up front that they they weren't going to be continuing on, and I, that's it's just the nature of the biz. But I, I wish know. they did. Yeah. Yeah. But out of all the, uh, I mean, I've read all the New Age books, and I think this one is the the top. This is better than some of the the DC Universe proper books. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I'm, I'm only I'm only reading this and Silencer, but I'm liking them both a lot. I, I, I like think, Silencer a lot. Silencer, yeah, yeah, I, I like think it's, they've been great. So I'm I'm actually the, the quality of these two has made me want to try the others. Uh, um, well, actually, I guess I read was Dam- is Damage part of this? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I pass on that one. I didn't me like too. The first issue, but. But uh, but the others I'm going to try because I, I so two out of three so far but but a do a big two for I, I really do think for me Silencer and and this have both been two of the the more enjoyable books I've read from DC in the last few months uh, so it's cool because some of them are going to be miniseries the uh, the Challengers of the Unknown is only six issues mm. yeah I'm down for that I'm down for the unexpected one no, I think it's just the Challengers uh, the Challengers um, I'm down for the Jim Lee one. Just because I want to see what happens, I want to see yeah. if he can if he can bring it on a book. I'm sure he can still bring it, but on a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. No. Well, no. you know, there's 
There's, come on. Hope. What, has he ever, what has he ever finished on, anything? Yeah, I mean, come I'm on, surprised bro. because it's called The Immortal Minute. You know Vandal Savage is going to show up. <laughs> And I know yeah. he's, well, he's got it, he's got so. uh, he's got some ten thousand fifteen thousand dollar commissions to get drawn on too. So that's oh, true. That's, that's true. Yeah, Vandal Savage. I hope they have him coming in riding on a comet. That'll be the best. <laughs> <laughs> riding on a comet. <laughs> yep. With a big big reins oh. around it with a big rope, and he's coming through space on a comet because he could do that because he's a friggin' caveman. That's right. Makes no damn sense. <laughs> oh, he does have comic. He has that comic. He has that comic connection. He does, but it's ridiculous. That's what they should be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes. terrifics number two winner, nice. big big she time winner. It. Yep. What else do we have here? Um, can I speak on a, a character who's uh, well, a writer who's saying goodbye to a character that's pretty much uh, in uh, synonymous with uh, the writer. Um, and that is, and also because every DC Comics is, of course, heralding the fact that Bendis is coming. Um, <laughs> which I'm like, okay, I know this. Um, but uh, it is the big goodbye issue number uh, 18 of Jessica Jones. Uh, oh, okay. Keep going. Of course, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Michael Gatos, uh, Matt Hollingsworth. Um, this is the second, no, this is the third volume, uh, I guess the first Jessica Jones and the Pulse. Uh, and then uh, he came back, and so this is a actually they finished up the the Purple Man storyline from last issue. So this is actually uh, in his last issue. He's giving uh, Jessica a good day. Um, he's pretty much uh, having uh, Jessica meet a new client by the name of Daisy. Daisy comes in and has a problem. Uh, her boyfriend won't get out of the game. Uh, and what game is that? And that is the villain game. He is a second or third tier villain. She loves him to death. She wants him to get out. She has money. He doesn't have to do it anymore. But for some reason, he won't. He won't give it up. And she has come to Jessica Jones to talk to her boyfriend and try to get him back on the side of the angels. And who is this man? None other than the armadillo. <laughs> yes, because underneath all those layers of the armadillo, there's a woman that loves him for his heart. And this is the armadillo that, uh, if you don't know which version, there have been a few versions. This is the one that was in the Thunderbolts uh, Fight Club uh, arc. If mm-hmm. you remember that guy, um, he is the Latino one who is literally has these grafts on him. They are part of his body. It's not a uniform or anything. And so this little Texas girl has fallen in love with him and seen, like, you know, the, the good in him. And, but for some reason, he just can't get out of the game because he is an eight-foot guy <laughs> who has an armadillo skin. Um, and so Jessica Jones then has to do what she does. And with this, Brian Michael Bendis has Jessica Jones touch upon and meet up in her investigation with a lot of the characters that he's written in uh, his Marvel time. So... Uh, for as a couple of fights, thankfully enough, they have been in a lot in the Bendis books. Like a lot of Bendis's heroes have beaten up the armadillo over the years. One of which is including <laughs> Miles Morales. So she visits uh, Miles Morales, and of course, best friend Ganky, 
and so when she meets him, she's like, hey, man, can I talk to you for a minute? He's like, anything you can say to me, you can say to my boy, Genki. <laughs> so there's a three-person conversation between the two of them and these two high schoolers who first are amazed that, like, they're talking to Jessica Jones and they're like, you know, oh, your, your husband's power, man. He's so cool and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, simmer down, boys. We're having this is real shit. Um, she meets Riri. I mean, literally, she's talking to everybody. Riri, Power Man, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, and, of course, it's all lovingly drawn by Gatos uh, doing some of these. Uh, the Thing, who was even touching upon his Guardian's time. Hint, hints, again. Uh, Bendis run. Um, and so, finally, she meets up with uh, the Armadillo, who is in a... And this was a, actually an interesting concept. Where do villains go... I always had this concept of where do all the villains go when they want to lie low? Like those guys that can't really like, you know, be out in society or go to the bodega to get a sandwich or anything like that. Like, you go, you got your, you know, your, your, your serpent society guys who are grafted. You got your like, you know, your, you know, your jackals and all this kind of stuff. So the, one of the sidelines of, and this was an interesting topic, a concept of the owl was that he runs a kind of a flop house for villains who want to stay on the low for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and so uh, she marches in, and of course the whole place stops because it is Jessica Jones, Power Man's you know, wife, and also an Avenger and all this kind of stuff. And so she, the, the book ends with uh, Jessica Jones having a heart-to-heart with the armadillo and telling, her that, telling him that, you know, love will get you through this, and you should be with the woman you love. And, you know, it ends in a very Jessica Jones way. But also showing, you know, just how much of a of a character that has now been ingrained uh, into the Marvel Universe proper that Bendis has created from the comic, and he writes this in the afterwards, like a full page, about seeing this character come to fruition in the two seasons, of course, on Netflix, and having Peabodies and all this kind of stuff from, you know, a little character that he thought was not going to uh, do well, and of course also premiered it as we remember, auspicious. Uh, circumstances. Ah, uh, yes. The sex scene. Yeah. Um, you know, where uh, homegirl just wanted to feel something. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And Luke was uh, happy to oblige. Um, but uh, it's a really great send-off and, and he, he, as he notes, it may be the last time. And, and I, I feel for that because I always loved this character and, and been with her through all the ages. But they have an interesting... Uh, uh, Jessica Jones will return in fall of 2008, and it's—I'll uh, be interested to see what people can do with such a character that has been pretty much synonymous with uh, Bendis. So, I thought it was a great. Yeah, thing. that's weird to have someone else take it over, and yeah. they will, and they will. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great setup, and I'll miss—I'll miss having her uh, being written under a, you know, Mr. Bendis, because you know he's coming like Galactus, as the DC will let you know. <laughs> um, yeah. With, oh, with we know. Trump. Bendis is coming. We just... Bendis is coming. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you didn't know. Now you know. If you don't know, now you know. But goodbye, Jessica Jones. We really missed you under that uh, that writer. It might be a while. You up on that uh, season two? I did I did watch the entire season two. Excellent. Uh, did you guys discuss that? N- no, I mean, I, uh, I, uh, uh, I watched who's, the first who's, two episodes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm not gonna. I'm gonna take a break. So yeah, take your time with it. it, it, it I I mainlined it. I, I had a day off and I did it. But but you know, it's 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 a different season. Um, it's not the Purple Man. It's not as good. I mean, it does have interesting topics that go in there, and there are callbacks and little, you know, 
character that you wouldn't expect to pop up and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it was all right. It wasn't as yeah. good as season one, but no, it wasn't. But it was a it. Um, it's almost like if you didn't watch the defenders, you wouldn't miss anything except no, for no. except for Jerry mentioning Rand, Danny Rand being her client. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing about Electra or the hand or anything about, or even her relationship with Luke. I mean, and, and if Vince ever does decide to see it, uh, there's no Rosario Dawson. Yeah. So, very, yes. And that was another goodness. thing. I was like, oh, uh, even, my lady, gods. even my lady was like, is Rosario in this one? I was like, no, oh, <laughs> thank goodness. But who knew that also, this is like a Hogarth miniseries as well. Yes. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yes. Carrie on Moss is, has a lot of screen time. Uh, and you know, and, and so her character is, does, does big things in this. Um, and so that was an interesting little arc, um, in that. And of course, you know, you get your little, I'm not going to ruin, you know, the spoiler for next season, but uh, you know, things happen, things change. Um, and so we'll see how that goes. There might be a, a new character, uh, that was teased actually coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was all right. Just not yeah. as, it's not going to, not as good as first season. Yeah. Now I'm reading between the lines of what you're talking about here. Can mm-hmm. I can I guess? Yes, go ahead. She's probably pregnant at the end of it. No. Oh no 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 no! no. It's not nothing like that. that. No no. Oh, so they're not going to go down that road yet. No no no. They're like like and, if, and even if she was, I mean, obviously we all we're all like you know, Lucasia's be the father. Um, but no, that like she has a new romantic lead in this and. Um, they don't mention the defenders. They're... There is one thing that happens that bumped me out, and I, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to okay. spoil it for anybody. But I'll, actually, I'll, I'll probably I, I should I am I should text Gil this afterwards. But it, it, there's there's something that happens in this season that bums me out for something that could happen in a future season of Daredevil. Really? Oh, yeah. Let me, let me think on that. What would that be? I mean, you did have your Foggy cameo. You did have a Foggy cameo. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Because he still, and he still works for, because I don't I mean, think. Yeah, I, he yeah. still works for, yeah, he didn't leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I missed the avocados that well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you got to tell me what that is. Uh, I will. I don't even know. Because, I mean, if, if they, I mean, if, as long as they start off with Born Again, I'm good. I'm good. They left they it off with the taste of it. That's all I want. Did. They did. But anyway, who's up for what? Who's up next? Where'd Jason go? Yeah, I'm I know. right here. I'm right here. Um, what did you? Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have had the time yet to read Isola number one. No. What is this? Isola. I S O L A. No. It's uh, it's a new image book, um, by uh, written by Brendan Fletcher, with art, hence the draw to the book uh, by Carl Herschel. Ooh. Ah, uh-huh, exactly. Ooh. See, now I got That's you. a name I have. Ooh. Now I got you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm prone to trying any image book, at least the number one. Um, but I was particularly excited about this because of Kershaw. And um, I definitely recommend it. But I will say that uh, it's it's one of those books where, it, you know, it, it's funny. It, it reminds me a little bit of a Bond SNA in the sense that the art is so breathtaking that I'm happy I own it simply because of what I got to see on the page. But I don't know in a very crowded market 
that this first issue story-wise had enough of a hook that it's going to get people clamoring for more. So I think it was a bit of an uneven first issue in the sense that the setting is as follows. Uh, there's a, a female, there's a per- female protagonist. She is some kind of soldier. I'm not sure exactly what kind, but she is clearly on a mission to protect uh, um, this magnificently drawn tiger who has um, dark fur with teal stripes, um, but in a, but otherwise looks like a giant Bengal tiger. Um, and it's clear that, that the tiger is more than just an animal. Um, it's in fact the the queen. It's it's this soldier's queen. But but it's for some somehow or another the queen became a tiger. It's clear that she was once a person, but now she's a tiger. And they're in some kind of uh, they're on some kind of quest to get somewhere else. And there are all kinds of ne'er do wells, both natural in terms of other creatures as well as hunters who are hunting big game. And so it makes for a very perilous journey for them. Um, all of that is clear, and the visuals through all of that are just absolutely jaw dropping. Um, but the the, the narrative as to the whys and the wherefores, and the t- there, there appears to have been some kind of time jump um, or alternative sequencing, where then you're you're kind of back in time. So something happens, and then and then clearly whatever you saw happen either hasn't happened yet, and they flash back, or it never happens. It was more of a premonition, and I don't know. I, I got to be a little vague about it because it's the central part of the first issue, but it's very confusing because they don't give you any indication as to whether it was a flashback, whether it was something that happens in the future, whether it's something that might have happened, but they've avoided it. It's, it's just not clear what, what it is. And I think that definitely harms the story, but the, the but Kershaw, Oh my God. I mean, Still you know, it. I mean, Kershaw's has been given this chance to, to, to essentially draw an entirely new world, a fantasy world. And, and that is, that is just, that's, that's visual delight. So I'm definitely back for the next issue. I'm hoping because Fletcher's a, a pretty, I think, established writer. I, I have no doubt he can tell a good yarn. So um, so I, I can't say it blew me away and just in terms of I was left a little confused as to what I read. But, uh, but I didn't mind reading it just because the pages were jaw-dropping. I mean, I spent a lot longer looking at each page than I normally would reading a comic for the show. You know what I mean? It was just because I'm like, damn, how does this dude draw like this? Mm. So... So massive thumbs up on the art. We'll see on the narrative. It certainly does look beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you read, like, the solicit, it makes sense. Like, the solicit's, like, in a far-off land on a distant world, soldiers, a soldier camps with a tiger, traveling in secret to unknown goals. But who is the soldier? Who is the tiger? Why is the tiger important? Find out in the first issue of Isola. And you do, in a sense, figure some of that out. But there's just so many questions left unanswered, and um, but you know, but I'll I'll take the leap. I'll take the leap of faith because if I'm going to get more of this art, then then even if it's just an art book, when all is said and done, so be it. Is this an ongoing? Um, I think so. I mean, it was solicited just as a number one, so I'm assuming so. Hmm. You know how this goes, though, with the image. I mean, it's probably six issues, and then. They have plenty more story to tell if the stales are there. If not, it'll just be one arc, right? Right, right. It seems to be kind of their default their demo, their default mode. It's a good way the to... The fact that none of you have heard of it, though, is not encouraging for its, its financial future. <laughs> no, yeah. I, when you yeah. said Carl Kershaw, it clicked. I remember the solicit, and I remember thinking, man, that's beautiful, but I didn't mm-hmm. order it 
just because I was going to wait for the collected edition because sure. the art was so amazing. Sure. You know. Mm-hmm. Gil, did you read uh, Oblivion Song number one? Kirkman's no. joint? No. You're not a Kirkman fan? Uh, I read Walking Dead. That's it. Okay. Um, that's all I'm up to po- on point with him is. But no, I haven't read the new stuff yet. I was just thinking about what it must be like for the artist in that book, De Felici. Because, like, I know that, I mean, the dude's done other work but never in the U.S. before. It must be pretty surreal to be picked to be the guy to partner with Kirkman on his new book, right? Like, that must be... That's a big thing. Like, That's a pretty a big, big deal when you're, when you're yeah. literally not known on this in this country, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Kind of like winning the lottery, I guess, but... Um, yeah, I dug the book. I mean... I dug it, though, in the context of I've always put myself out there as a huge post-apocalyptic fan. I, I love I love post-apocalyptic prose. I've always enjoyed the comics. I'm down for the, not that there is often, but I, I'm down for any kind of post-apocalyptic movie. I mean, I do love that idea. Uh, it's, a, it's definitely fertile ground for me. And so with that context, I have to say that we get a lot of those types of comics now. <laughs> like, there are a lot of alternate future Armageddon-like comics. Oh, hell yeah. And and this is one of those. So it's an interesting choice on Kirkman's part. Because once again, he's playing with a genre that is well-worn. Right? I mean, Invincible was was well-worn because it was superheroes. Mm -hmm. Now, admittedly, it's not like there were ever really successful zombie comics to the level of Walking Dead. But but the idea of of zombie stories was not not new. Um, Now he put a different twist on it. I can't, I'm not going to discredit Walking Dead is, but um, so this is his take on on the post apocalypse, and it's it's kind of cool because like the, the the idea is cool in the sense that, that uh, there was an event, um, not dissimilar to what like some might think of as the rapture, but in this case it was more scientific, where an entire city on our Earth uh, gets phased into an alternative dimension, mm. and what was in in that dimension's spot is phased into our our world. And this is many years later, so the, 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 our, our world's kind of just dealt with it by putting up security and barriers around this part of the city. And the protagonist in the book um, is a scientist, and he was in charge of a government-backed agency to go in to the oblivion and um, rescue the, the the humans that were you know brought over that were transported over there. Yeah. And so for years he's rescuing these people, but I guess as time goes on. The uh, there's fewer and fewer humans remaining that they it's it's harder for them to find people to bring back, so the government cancels the funding, and that's where the book picks up. He is he is now strapped. They're running a a, a shoestring budget. He's still going over there, but but their their equipment's faulty. It's he, he has very little support, and so it's more dangerous. And we find out that he's going over there because his brother was lost when the, mm. when, the when the phase happened, and he's been trying to find his brother for years. Um, and he hasn't, and he's never willing to give it up. So, um, it's cool. I mean, DeFelici's a, a badass. I mean, again, I've seen one issue of his work, but, but, but it's, it's, it's the cool thing about this kind of setting is you can draw crazy monsters and, and he, he definitely draws some, some, some vicious looking beasts. Um, so I think it has the chance to be, to be decent. I, I just, but I do feel like I, I do get a lot of these alternate reality stories now, these, these alternate dimension stories. And so, it's it's going to be a little tougher to stand out from the crowd. I, I guess he probably gets a leg up because it's Robert Kirkman, so he'll get a legit shot at standing out from the crowd. But 
But, you know, like, can I say that I like this better than the first issue of Seven to Eternity? No. Can I say I liked it better than the first issue of Ether? No. So, you know, since I'm a mark for that type of story, I'll stick around. But, you know, he, Kirkman is certainly not doing himself any favors in the sense that I would imagine most people with budgets, even if you like that genre, you probably only have an appetite for one or two of those types of books a month. So is he going to rise to the top? Maybe, you know, maybe because it's him. But um, but but uh, this is more of an incomplete. I give him an incomplete grade because because mm. I, I liked it well enough. But but I don't know if I like it well enough to say, like, it's it's here to stay. You know, I got to give Kirkman some props, though. OK, yeah. I like I like to dump on him because he tortures his characters. Mm-hmm. Invincible ended in a really well, really good way. I didn't see it coming. I thought he was going to slip into Kirkman mode and just go out in buckets of blood and but it doesn't mm-hmm. there's actually a there's a there's a heart to the last issue and i like i said we, we've seen him mangle characters over the years i, I just thought it was going to be a, a knockdown drag out disgusting just over the line kirkman and it wasn't it was it was great and that's a book that i i abandoned a long time ago but because he mm-hmm. was he was ending it i said you know i'll read the last couple issues and it's the the man does have chops i'll give him that sure yep well like i said i'm about two years behind on that because i get those ultimate collections so right so no no beans spilled but it's a satisfying ending Mm mm-hmm yep cool so what we do on the show we shout out unknown artists like robert kirkman (laughs) he's coming up yeah, a little guy. He's on the come up. He needs he needs that shout out. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys, you want to wrap this uh, this thing up? Let's do our in your travel, son. All right. Hey, everybody. If you want to get comics for a mere fraction of that price that's printed on the cover, there's really only one place to go: Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com will get you everything you want for not a whole lot of money. Just go there. Tell them we sent you. In your travels. Marv Wolfman, Bill Mantlo, Jim Shooter, mm. Ron Wilson, Ernie Chan, Marie Severin, it is. It is. Sal Basima, John Basima, Pablo Marcos. Er, um, okay, I already said that. Ernie Chan, Sam Granger. <laughs> what do all these creators have in, in common? They are all appearing within the pages of Marvel Masterworks, Marvel 2 and 1, Volume 3. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is the sweet spot for me in this run. Get it, get it. It's issues 21 to 36. You got The Thing and Thor, Nick Fury, uh, Deathlock, Black Goliath. Unfortunately, the whipping boy of Civil War, but he, <laughs> he's in here. R.I.P. Bill Foster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the reason why it's my sweet spot the very first issue in this collection, issue 21, is The Thing and... Anybody remember? Mm, no. Doc Savage. Ah, really? Yeah. Remember when Marvel ah, oh. Marvel was trying to big up Doc Savage? And, you know, they were th- inserting him into the comics. He had his own little uh, color comic for, I think it was four or six issues. It was probably four. But then they did the black and white. Doc Savage magazine when the movie came out. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, God, the movie. Yeah, I know. Ron, I remember that. Good old Ron. It it <laughs> didn't manage like the movie. It didn't manage to click. But these issues are great. You get uh, Seth from the Serpent Society in here. Um, as far as villains go, Mentallo and the Fixer. Ah, oh, this is such good stuff. Pablo Marcos is um, a double-edged sword in these issues. He inks over Sal and John and kind of overpowers the work. Like, if you're familiar with Pablo Marcos, all of the issues on which he inks look like he penciled them as well. Mm -hmm. Because he's such a strong, um, overpowering inker. But it doesn't really matter because it's not... Horrendous Pablo Marcos, and it's Bronze Age stuff. Iron Fist pops up later on in in the run. Two and One is one of those books where I, I admit I bought it after I bought everything else I wanted to buy. If if I had some money in my pocket and all the must buys like Amazing Spider Man, Fantastic Four, and all those were bought, I would buy Two and One after I bought Marvel Team Up. You know so. Sure. Going back and rereading these things, they're just as good as, you know, anything else that was coming out in any given month. Sure. They're fun. Um, not the, the conceit was they were usually done in one, but in this volume, there's a couple done in twos. You know, we even get the President of the United States popping up. Mr. Obama? Mr. Which Jim, one? Mr. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> ah, oh. Carter. Yeah. So great stuff. Check it out. Um I don't, what are the the cover price on this is like 70 bucks I think for mm -hmm. for a masterwork. But um they do yeah, Remember when they used to be 25 bucks? I that's when I used to buy them all. Same. Yeah. I remember I got the very first one as a Christmas present back in the day. Yep. The first I was ones a kid. were I mean the, the uh, amazing volume 1, Fantastic 4 volume 1, they did an X-Men, an uncanny uh, I, I had them all, but then the prices started to creep up, much like the Marvel Legends, and I was like, "Nah, yes. nah, I'm just gonna." And and the quality, I'll be honest, the quality on the Marvel Masterworks are, is no better than their lower priced hardcovers. Yeah, agreed. So paper is pretty much the same. I don't know why they're seventy dollars, but they are. But they sell them digitally too, right? Through the Comicsology thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. the that's the way to read them. Yeah, these things are awesome. And on the cover, it's uh, the thing, Mister Fantastic, fighting a, two pterodactyls with the promise of Skull the Slayer appear, appearing within the. It's gravy. This is the good stuff. <laughs> get it, get it, any any way you can. Get it, get it. Don't stop. Get it, get it. In your try, I'm gonna keep mine. Short and sweet because it's it's a series that's that's near and dear and and I don't want to really gush about it until it 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 wraps up uh, later this year. But um, it's up to issue number seven of Mage: The Hero Denied. Mm -hmm. There are there things happening that um, you could have kind of expected. There 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 some drama unfolding. Uh, Magda uh, maybe in a bit of trouble and um, 
and and Kevin was late for a very important um, event uh, in his child's life. So it's um, there's it, it's you get your you get the mage that you've read over the years, but now there's that uh, extra layer of um, of some family drama along with it, and uh, Kevin may be very. Uh, he may have a, a, a single focus and he can't really afford to think that way anymore. And, and he's still very dependent on, on mirth and even though mirth really isn't around. So it's Matt gives you just enough to make you really excited to have a mage issue and, and, and you devour it. And then, and then, and then he, punches you in the gut because as soon as you get to the last page you 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 really are pissed that it's over and and now you have to wait to 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 see it continue but it is a um just with everything that uh, that's going on with matt's family and uh i'm sorry with, with with kevin's family and of course um the uh the grackle thorns and and the umber sprite. There's there's a lot to take in on on uh, in these twenty odd pages. Um, you, you're definitely getting your money's worth with it, and and it's we're we're at the halfway point now, and and I it, it's it's definitely bittersweet because it's it's a series, it's a story that as as fans we wanted it to conclude we wanted that trilogy but of course the problem with that is that once the trilogy is over now it's over and um not even getting into the whole idea of did it live up to your expectations but when you when you love something you really don't want it to end even though it was pretty much always destined to so uh we'll see if if i'll need a support group at the end of the year but for now it's a fantastic story that i'm really digging so in your travels mage the hero of the night right on well in your travels um i'm going to recommend a book that we spoke collectively lovingly about in the first issue of the first issue and that is the beast number two yes read that today too excuse me i read that today too nice um story by richard starkings with amazing amazing art by mr shaky kane uh uh-huh. This, this issue picks up immediately uh, after the end of the first issue where Chuck has been transformed into the beef and is uh, raging out like the Hulk and um, flips over the car of uh, the Vadino grandsons. And uh, they are, are total bros, even, even in, in, in a moment of, of pure terror, <laughs> focusing more on whether or not... Uh, each other have small dicks and and, and ass in each other's faces and they're jumping <laughs> yes. in their face versus instead of uh, things are important. Yeah, things are important, man. Precisely. Um, I got to give Richard credit because half the issue is in Spanish. Yes, There's no translation. No translation. So wow. you got to understand the Spanish, or you got to just go with it. That's a bold choice. Yes, indeed. Um, we, we continue to see the story of uh, our lovable migrant workers. And uh, Chuck's uh, unrequited love, and he uh, 
in, in many ways is, is a Hulk analog. You know, he, he tries to escape and turns back to himself. Um, but but it's done in such a nasty way. Like he's he's back at home and like in the aunt the aunt the Aunt May Peter scene where his mom's like, "You got the shits," because he runs into the bathroom. Like, you got the shits. Make sure if you if you got the shits that you you wipe the you wipe the splash of shit off the seat when you, when, you know, underside the seat. <laughs> your, dad, your dad used to never do that, and I, you yep. know how much shit I cleaned up yeah. in my life. That's and true. he's sitting there on this on the toilet, just just blowing it out, and um, it's just a it's just a a, a weird quirky quasi like horror book mixed in with a message of a guy who's a vegan and thinks that like meat is murder and it's just it's just wonderfully strange i mean getting back to the opening south of how comics should be ridiculous this is ridiculous in all the right ways because it's ridiculous in in that it's just like a no book i've ever read and that's saying something considering how many thousands of books we've each read uh and yet it's not for the lack of an of a cohesive narrative that's entertaining issue by issue so so Top notch to Mr. Starkings and Mr. Kane. And Vadino's a little motherfucker, man. We got his background story. Dude's yeah. an OG. He's not fucking yeah. around. No. Gil. All right. Uh, two things. One is a uh, is an animated movie, which I thought was incredible Ooh. for its R-ratedness. Uh, and that is the new Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Really? Uh, which I was like, wow. They it's a great it's a dead shot movie pretty much. Okay. Uh dead, it's a it's a it's it's a road trip with the with the whole crew, uh with the addition of Bronze Tiger. Um Is it is is it the DCEU Suicide Squad or is it the more the comic Suicide Squad? Uh it's the, the this Suicide Squad consists of uh Deadshot Harley uh uh, boomerang, uh, frost. Yeah, so I guess like you know, kind of a melding of the two. Okay. Uh, and of course, this is all about uh, Amanda Waller is has a terminal case of uh, of cancer, hmm. and uh, there is nothing that can be done about it. On and so, but there is an inkling of a, a tale of a of a get out of hell free card. Where if you die while holding this card, you are literal. You are literally skipped from doing uh, penance in hell and going right to heaven. So for someone like Amanda Waller, uh, who's done a lot of a lot of dirt, uh, she has a little. And this is not something that under the auspices of the government. This is for her own little gain. She sticks the Suicide Squad to get this supernatural card that will get the, whoever dies with it. Uh, uh, out of hell and into heaven. But she is not the only person that is looking to get this card. And that is a person, of course, we've mentioned before, who Vince would like to ride in on a comet. Uh, oh, Vandal no. Savage. Oh, your favorite, Vince. Because if Vandal Savage says, listen, I am immortal, but in the last ten years, I've died more. <laughs> because you guys, you new superheroes, so I need kind of his His whole thing is like, I just want it for insurance. Um, and so he and this so we have uh, we have people like Knockout show up in this uh, uh, the Santa, uh, uh, Savage's daughter Scandal uh, is in this so it's kind of also a little Secret Six in there uh, and it is very a hard R movie um, there is murder mayhem sexual innuendo the whole thing 
Um, but my second thing, and the thing I was really uh, excited about, I read now, is uh, the Runaways. Uh, Marvel's new Runaways book. Uh, Writer is Rainbow Rowell, Chris Anka. Uh, they pick up from all the threads of where all the Runaways have been in the recent years, from the Academy to the Arcades Island to everything that's happened. And, of course, with the, 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 the Hulu show, which I loved, uh, came out. And so oh, this is pretty much getting the band back together. Uh, some of them are older now, like Chase is older. He's and they've gone through all the, you know, when they were on that island and everything. And so, but the the big thing is that they bring back uh, Gert, uh, who died uh, a couple runs ago. And so, but she has remained a teenager while all the rest of them have mm. grown up. And so, her boyfriend was, of course, Chase, and now he's mm-hmm. like a twenty-something-year-old guy, and she is still a sixteen-year-old girl. Um, and it even touches upon uh, things that from uh, Tom's uh, storyline. There is an appearance by Victor Mancha uh, from the, the Vision run, mm-hmm. uh, showing that he is not uh, much like uh, the other Vision characters. They're not. They're not done yet. Um, great art by. Um, uh, sorry, his name again was uh, Anka. Anka. Yeah, Chris Anka does a really great clean art uh, with the and, and the colors are great. And it's just if you are a fan of this, whether you know Vaughn's run or uh, Whedon's, or if you were a fan of any of the dangerous stuff that they used to do with these characters, like the Academy and the Island, where they all had to kill each other, that was a really rough book, but really enjoyable. This is a great book to see where those characters are and what makes these people from disparate like places like. You know, belong and get together. So I, in your travels, go pick that book up. It's really great. Nice. Did you watch the uh, show? Yes, I did. I loved it. I'm okay. halfway through it. I'm yeah. loving it so far. Yeah. Oh, it's good. so good. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, watch the Krypton pilot? I watched uh, a bit of the Krypton pilot. Uh, season uh, episode two came out tonight. Um, uh, between, of course, but I mean, number one right now is Black Lightning. Uh, but the Krypton, yes. uh, I mean, it's Black Lightning was, it's the truth. Um, Krypton was all right. I mean, it's 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 one episode, you know. I it, I like seeing uh, what's his name, uh, the guy who used to be the swordsman, the king, the best swordsman in the uh, in Game of Thrones as like his grandfather. I thought that was pretty cool. Yes, um, Barrett and Selmy, that's the guy. Uh, and and so you know it's a good concept. I mean, we'll have to see how it goes. And you know, they're gonna Adam Strange is gonna show up. Yeah, that was. The I'm like, well, I was like, okay, okay. Um, you know, so maybe we'll see some Zahn. Maybe we'll see some, you know, some of the other stuff, some Danagar. Um, so you know, it's, it's DC shows haven't done like the space stuff. So this will be an interesting yeah. part for that. Um, so I, I hold hopes. Let's see. It has great production, from what I've it seen. It does. It does. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. All these shows. I mean, that's, thank you, Lisa. CW brought my heart back with Black Lightning. Yep. And, 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 but sci-fi, C, sorry, Seafy. Are we calling it Seafy now or sci-fi? Uh, no, no it's are we? Sci-fi. I'm calling it sci-fi. It's okay, sci-fi. okay. Um, so you know, I, I, I do love Black Lightning, too. Um, the one thing, though, that yes, drives please, me nuts speak on it. is the one thing that drives me nuts uh-huh. Dude's got to get a better costume to yes, hide his identity. Yes, yes. But it, it, like, like, how does anybody not know that <laughs> know. he's he's such a prominent like, figure in the community? Yes, it like, was like, like yeah, and he was like just like some like guy that no one knew, and was like just a teacher that was like no, this guy is like the, the he's one of the pillars of the community. Like everybody knows Principal Pierce. Yeah, and it's like, and then and then 
And then he and, rolls up. <laughs> and then he fights his his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he they fights his daughter. And they're like, he doesn't realize. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, y'all. Like, what? You've, lo- you've looked at each other every day of your you lives for saying? 25 years. But other than that, but listen, that's a that's a classic comic book conceit. I mean, Clark Kent with the glasses, and yeah. But, so, yes. but I love the show, man. But I love, so, but, I, but I also love that it's so hood, like it's legit. Hood, it's man. very hood, and I love the Isabella of it, where like you know when he is Black Lightning, he uses more of a street vernacular mm-hmm. to yes. like throw off that yep. he's not an educated Black man. <laughs> Got James Remar up in there. James Remar Gamby, one of my favorite yep. characters on there. He's a, yeah, he's an agent who was supposed to dis- disrupt the hood, but fell in love with it and wanted to save it. I love and, that. And, and and I mean, talk about casting. They actually went out and found found a, an albino to play Tobias Well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tobias Well is amazing. I love I love Jill Scott as a villain. Uh, oh, she's great. Lady, 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 Jill Scott got thick. Yeah, man, she, oh, she was in that way. Yeah. Well, never this thick, I think. Yeah, but you but, know, and you know, she's I'm a very good character. A very good characters, and of course, you, any show with a with a with a with a hustler named Lala, oh right, <laughs> mm-hmm. or 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 what their version of Turk looks like is going to be two bits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love two bits. Is now my favorite character. I don't know if oh. you're up on this, these episodes, but two bits, yeah, yeah, yeah. boy from the hood. Um, <laughs> I love that. Like he's having a conversation with two bits, like because he has a bounty. And so as he's having this conversation, a lady from like three stories up throws an air conditioner out the window, looking to hit Black Lightning to get the bounty. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, and so Black Lightning just tosses it off. And then as he's continuing to have a conversation, a microwave <laughs> nearly misses his head. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I know. She, she's like, I love you, Black Lightning. I know you do good for the hood, but I got these bills. I got, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's very hood. That's hood. We would kill our heroes for the money. <laughs> yep. But yeah, and but... and I, I think like with all shows, it kind of it kind of found its way a little bit as the next as the first few shoot like few episodes went on because like I was telling these guys, I think on the show, I forget if we talked about it on or off the show, but. Yeah, at first I was a little put off when they had his youngest daughter. Um, you know who who she was like the the you know the goody two shoes yeah. and her and her girlfriend sneak off to a party, which is totally normal behavior. But then uh-huh. they go to a club and they're like sixteen. They go to a club and it's 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 a club owned by the hundred, uh-huh. and then she's there smoking weed with them, talking about fucking uh-huh. the dude. And I'm uh-huh. like, man, I'm like, now we're going to, like, I think that's a little too like that's it was a, dark. a big it juxtaposition, you know? Yeah, but uh, but they, but, but, they I, but that's the thing. I've 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 grown up knowing people like that whose families were like you know great like you know people in the neighborhood and like Mm -hmm. you know who had like they were educated and all that kind of stuff but then you meet their kids like i've i've hung out in like project hallways with those people Mm -hmm. i've hung out with you know they were either nyu students or or you know or whatever i've i've you know seen all types of people like that so that's that out that is believable Sometimes, like, the people that are, like, more, like, upstanding and all that kind of stuff, the kids naturally will rebel. Uh, and so I didn't I didn't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I guess I meant more that, like, in that first scene where she's talking to the dude from The 100, and Uh-oh. she's like, oh, you're going to get none of this, you know, tonight. Like, I'm not, like, you just want to bang me. And then, like, two episodes later, she's with uh, her boyfriend. Oh, boy. And she's yeah. like a virgin, and she's talking yeah. about how, like, oh, we're gonna be—he's gonna be my first one. It's like it just seemed like she she came off in the first episode of being like real, like yeah. sa- like, like like savvy. Like she had oh, like I felt she, bad she for homeboy. He was gonna get some that I night. No man, he got a bullet in his spine. <laughs> I know he went from catching that poon to catching that bullet, See, and that teaches mm-hmm. you a lesson, folks. Don't wait. <laughs> 
get it in. <laughs> there's, there, there's words to live you know, by. You're not going to feel it. You oh, never wait. know when Albino's going to shoot you in the back. <laughs> words from Uncle Gil. <laughs> there it is. I think we should leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> Wrap it up, Vince. All right, everybody. Hey, I love it when my friends are loving life. <laughs> yes. Come back what? next episode because if you don't, Senor Three Letters is going to be very salty. So, in the meantime, join us on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics one one, no apostrophe. You know the rest. Come to the Facebook group. It's yes. it's hopping. Um, Gil, you got to plug stuff. Holy too. crap! I just realized I was like CK's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> we got <laughs> uh, come to the Taylor Network of Podcast dot com. Uh, we have multiple we- uh, prod- podcasts. One of two of which I am on. Uh, no apologies, which is a roundtable kind of discussion group, kind of your dirty uncles uh, kind of comment. I would podcast. say it's the uh, it's 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 the crazy uncle version of our show. Yes, it's the crazy uncle version of the mm-hmm. show. Uh, we're also on a show, I'm also on a show called, uh, Culture Trapping, myself, Julian Lytle, Sean Pryor, uh, Daryl Taylor, talking about stuff from an urban perspective. I eat black. Um, yes, it is then, a very black show. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, we have, of course, Nothing's On, talks about TV and multiple other ones. Uh, but also you can get news there as well. Uh, and of course our Facebook page, please go to the Facebook page. We don't have a Patreon cause we ain't down like that and we would never be on time. <laughs> Uh, so, and, and plus our prizes would not be good. Um, <laughs> but God bless you guys for doing it. Um, but yeah, go check it out there and we'll be there and then, and, and uh, you'll hear more of my hilarity, uh, and the rest of the crew there as well. Nice. Yes. And you, and you can see Gil live and in person if you are a patient. Yes. If you, you see some, me, some New York comic con video with if you see me in New York comic con, if you see me on awesome con, buy me a drink. God damn it. I'll get you some <laughs> Gave you some funny for free at some point. That's true. Nice. What's the best video game you, you've played in the last couple months? Uh, best video game I've been playing now. I, actually, Telltale has been killing it. I'm re- just now digging into their uh, Batman uh, stuff. Uh, and also, uh, uh, upcoming next month is God of War, which I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play that that Fortnite joint? No, I'm not getting into Fortnite. That looks like crack. I'm not doing that. I got, yeah. I got oh, my, my sons are addicted to it. Uh, I mean, straight addicted. Uh, uh, and then the Yakuza, which is my favorite uh, series. So I can't wait for that. All right. There many go, vices. Folks. Many vices. Busy man. Yep. You work hard, though, too. I do. I do. Yes. I try to save the world every right. day. Yeah. <laughs> right. I do. And you, you will. Do. Jason, I got an update for you. Go ahead. 26 solo wins. Damn, he's he's found his zone. Yeah, Damn. he's he's corrupt. He's, he's t- in the zone. Yeah, totally into it. Um, it's exponential growth. I know. Nice. Back to where we started. Say goodnight. David. Oh. <laughs> Night. A little Adam West to it. David, you didn't do that a little tat tat tat. I was missing that. You're supposed to. I did him a little bit. Didn't you hear Even him? In your head. No. no, I did him. I was going like that. I was doing it. Not the second time. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I still love you. No, you don't. It's all about the love. Oh. Nice. We'll be back. You be here. Hot air. Tomorrow, actually. We'll be back tomorrow. Oh, damn. 
I, if we survive the experience, yeah, we'll be back yeah. tomorrow. Come with us. We're just going. We love you. Get out of here. Adios. Peace.